Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silva and Gold. Coming to the ring from parts unknown at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Piccolo and Dr. Zong. Welcome, one and all, uh, Silver and Gold Daddy, episode 47, uh, in your ear holes again, uh, I'm the Loaf, with me the Zom. Hey, what's going on, people? I'm just here, you know, hanging out, doing the show. We are doing an episode this week, a double feature named by my beautiful wife, Bitches Get Stitches, double feature. We're doing the glow, the uh, story of the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling documentary. Very excited to talk about that. And uh, teaming it up with Kansas City Bomber from 1972. This is a Raquel Welch um, roller derby film. Daddy. Oh. Raquel Welch. Oh. Raquel Walsh. Oh. So, so, so. It's been like a whole week. Whole week. So, how are you, sir? Oh, well, life has been treating, has been uh, just uh, coming up, uh, what do you call it? Cherries, strawberries, roses, uh, roses stuff. Yes. My slot machine is hitting. I got uh, women that I don't even really, I don't know. Do you know? I love this part of the song. Yeah. I watched a little bit of, uh, who was it? Terry Gordy and Tommy Wildfire Rich against the Mongolian Stomper and, oh, what the fuck did he go by back then? Boo Bradley, who <laughs> all became Balls Mahoney in Smoky Mountain. Uh, I, 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 I drug out some... Um, some uh, of those wrestling gold. They had the wrestling gold box set, mm-hmm. but then I had a couple of other ones that that were sold separately. That were uh, before they were famous, which has like Chris Jericho and Lance Storm, Al Snow, Unibomb, which became Kane. Uh, and you have the uh, audio feature on that where you can flip over and listen to Meltzer and Cornette talk. Oh yeah. And then another one was uh it was like Smoky Mountain's wildest, wooliest, bloodiest matches or something. <laughs> and that one was really good. It had Randy Savage and um teaming up with like uh God damn, I don't know if he te- I think maybe he teamed up with the Rock and Roll Express. And then he had one with Arn Anderson teaming up with the Rock and Roll Express against the Heavenly Bodies which was Tom Pritchard Stan Lane at the time and Bobby Eaton joined them. 
And then they, they had some really good matches on there. Al Snow versus Ricky Morton. Some Where good shit. Out? Where did you find uh, In my basement. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I forgot I had them. Man, they were dusty. But, you know, dusty. When you get a DVD, this dusty baby. <laughs> All you got to do is wipe some of that sawdust off. Smoky Mountain Magic, daddy. Smoky Mountain Magic, baby. Um, so, anyway, everything's pretty good. Um uh, I don't know. I haven't dated any of these chicks yet, but I'm talking myself out of it, and they're trying to talk me into it. You'll get there. You'll get there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. One of them seems like there's something not right, like there's (laughs) way too many coincidences, and I think somebody might be fucking with me. Hmm. But we'll see. Are you fucking with me? Are you you fucking with me? Everything's cool. I don't know. I'm drinking some uh, green citrus tea. Just downed a couple of uh, slow, slow, slow down things. And uh, <laughs> you'll be high by the end of the show. Oh, I'll be somewhere. Yeah, I had a, I had a, you know, like I said last week, I was feeling like I was getting a little sick. I don't know if it was leftovers from the previous week or what, but I was dragging all fucking weekend. It was pretty rough. Uh, not to, you got sick from eating leftovers or leftovers from yeah. being sle- – you were sick and it was leftover from the time you were sick before? All of the above. Uh, um, the we had, this, we had this movie at the theater last week called Iga. Um, that is a Telugu film and that is the Telugu word for, the, for fly, like housefly. Mm-hmm. It looks really dumb, but it was fucking blowing up, selling out. And uh, I almost had to break up a fist fight. Over, nice. over holding seats. Um, there was a family of four holding seats for about 20 people. Well, that's bullshit. And that caused some, uh, some, 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 tri- some strife in the theater. And they called me. Um, yeah. They called the muscle in. They called the muscle in. So I've, I literally had my hand on these two dudes' chests that were yelling at each other and in my face. And, uh, over a fucking movie with an anima- stupid animated fly. They have graphics from fucking like 1995. It's a fly, and apparently there's a scene in it where a woman puts sunglasses on him with tweezers. So, yes. Uh, well, it's America. These are the kinds of things that make people brawl. Yeah, they won't brawl over the goddamn too big to fail banks or people discriminating against <laughs> homosexuals or, or fucking. Uh, uh, people not having health care but they'll brawl over a goddamn fly and well a, a lot of these people are not u.s citizens so they don't really give a shit about that they're just here on work visas so oh that's the, oh my god that's even worse they're taking our jobs yeah oh fucking not tag non-taxpayers non-tag team wrestlers i thought that was, what <laughs> I started you little laughing. son of a bitch but uh yeah the, the week finally slowed down and the fucking heat has finally dissipated yes. It Thank is only the Lord Jesus Christ. Eighty some odd degrees today, which is about a twenty degree drop from what it was. You know the best part about ago. it the, the temperature dropping and it being nicer out and not so stifling hot is that I'm gonna spend the majority and I have spent all morning <laughs> and till probably about three, three thirty sitting in the house, so it wouldn't matter if it was hundred and fifty degrees outside. <laughs> nope, not at all. Yeah. I'm you know saying, what I'm saying? You know what I'm spraying? Uh, so what have you been watching this week? Okay, speaking of sitting in the house. Sitting in the house, watching movies. Um, I watched uh, quite a bit of movies, but you know how you said that you weren't going to watch stuff that you'd already watched? Yes. I seem to have done a lot of that. So watching new things. No, no, no. I watched a lot of shit that I've already watched. Oh. <laughs> uh, the first one 
is a little movie called Drive. <laughs> I watched Drive again. You've seen that movie like double the amount I have now. <laughs> well, it's one of those ones that when you're sitting there eating or you're sitting there filling out bills or something like that, you know, if 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 you're watching movies and you're you're doing uh, something, right? Uh, you sure as shit can't watch subtitled movies. I just, and I just also, earned us a bad review. Huh? I just earned us a bad review with that. You motherfucker! <laughs> now we're going to get shit on by that fucking asshole. <laughs> um, now, he might not be an asshole. I don't know. I don't <sighs> like it either when they do that. And I'm not even going to say who I'm talking about. <laughs> Fuckers, they can eat soft food on the air. <laughs> not crunchy Sounds, food, though. No, not crunchy food, you motherfuckers. <laughs> You know what I have to say to that fucking guy? I'm going to say something right now. Are those Fritos? No, you know what they are? Yes, I'm sorry. I just lied to you. I lied to you, ma'am. Zero grams of trans fat. Fritos scoops. Great for dipping corn chips. Do you, are you, do you dip anything? I have hell of a good sour cream. Oh, my God. What? I just got a boner. I thought you were going to tell me, oh, don't eat that shit. It's got fucking something in it that makes your dick go limp or whatever. But anyway, uh, I kid the guy that that reviewed. Uh, Everybody has a right to their own opinion, and uh, he can go fucking Opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one, and most of them stink. Opinions are like assholes, and I've got I've got two of them up on my screen right now with a guy covered in baby oil, and it is Dana and Tori. Okay, it's Tori, uh, and I don't know who Dana is. Big oiled asses get fucked. Okay, and then the description is anal cum shot teen pussy hardcore blonde sexy babe cock porn star milf blowjob brunette slut amateur mature redhead redhead. Goddamn redhead in this. group, <laughs> whatever. I mean, they got way too much gag, and they spell gag G A G G. So anyway, so far it's pretty good, but I'm gonna click off of it. I don't need to be watching that. Um, let's get back to what we were talking about. Okay, this is movies completely drive. and totally off the rails. Okay, I watched Drive. I still, um, I liked it. Uh, I'm, you know, you know what is. Um, is um, starting to I'm starting to uh, take two, which I really didn't like when I first started watching it. Is the music? Oh uh, yeah, especially that gay song. And yeah. I don't mean gay, not funny. Ha ha, funny queer. Um, <laughs> no, uh, the, I don't like that one like love song, but it's all right, I guess. I just that's I don't know. I don't like that kind of music. The synth stuff is all right, I guess. <laughs> Maybe I don't like it as much. No, it's all right. Anyway, then I watched 21 Jump Street, and uh, this is another one where, you know, people have, like, Sammy and Rrr, I was going to say Sammy and Err, but Err is Sammy. Sammy and Will always <laughs> say, you know, vanilla ice cream, chocolate ice cream, everybody likes their own thing, so people liked it or whatever. Uh, man, I just do not see it. I thought it was fucking my, – my friend and I and, – and we had several other friends that had watched it and told us how good it was, and it was just so hilarious, and they laughed our ass off and everything. And we're sitting there just like looking at each other like, what the fuck are they talking about? It had very few funny things in it to me. It was really kind of just – Bad, it just didn't hit for me. The, the humor just didn't hit for me. And I'm telling you what, Channing Tatum, 
I don't give a fuck. Oh, I like to see, I like watching him cut his teeth on comedy and be just let let loose. I thought he was horrible. I thought he was <laughs> Mark Wal. I'll tell you what, right now, and you know how I feel about Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg is Daniel Day Lewis compared to, to to that fuck. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck he is doing anything. Nice. Um, that other guy, the guy that was fat and now he's skinny. He, I know. I think they try and do like a Robin Williams thing with him, where they just kind of let him go and let him kind of uh, freestyle as far as his comedy goes, and he sucks. He fucking sucks. And Ice Cube fucking sucked. God damn, he was bad in this. So I wouldn't I didn't even know he was in that. Oh, uh, he's the uh, angry black chief, and he's bad. <laughs> I mean, he is really bad. Just I mean, like cussing for cussing's sake. And I like cussing if like like Samuel L. Jackson can do it, and it says it sounds funny. Right? This it sucked. I wouldn't watch that again if you fucking put a gun to my left testicle. What about your right one? I don't know about that. One. Uh, next thing I watched was Beautiful Boy. And I got this from Netflix on DVD. I almost forgot that I actually had DVDs coming from Netflix. That's how infrequently I use them. And then when I get them, I put them in my backpack and forget. That is exactly what happened to me this week. We'll get yeah. into that soon. Spoiler uh, alert. But Beautiful Boy is uh, uh, stars Michael Sheen and Maria Bello. And uh, this is a really good movie. It's got, I mean, good acting. Of course, Maria Bello shows some nudity because that's in every contract of every movie she's in. Even kid films, I think she shows. <laughs> um, but it's um, it's pretty depressing. Um, the basic concept is, um, you know, they there's a school shooting at a college. And uh, they're having marital problems, and they find out that it's at there's a school shooting at their son's college, mm-hmm. and um, you know having to deal with that, and you know beforehand thinking, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, then finding out that not only was their son there, but their son was the shooter. So, uh, and then the whole rest of the movie—that's not giving anything away. That's like in the first five minutes of the movie. The whole rest of the movie is them having to deal with all this shit you know and and emotions and everything but it's good it's very depressing though i don't know if i would watch it again next thing i watched was a movie called free enterprise um i got this at horror hound at big lots and i think i may have mentioned that i had watched it before uh i like it it's um it's along the lines of like swingers you know vince vaughn and favreau but it's um it even has one of the guys from that in it uh, that pulls the pistol in the parking lot and swingers. But uh, he's in this. Uh, it has the guy that was the star, the male lead in Will and Grace. He's like one of the main guys and uh, has a really cute girl who is like every comic book nerd, sci-fi nerd's uh, wet dream. Mm-hmm. Because in the movie she portrays a really cool, good-looking girl that likes comic books and sci-fi. But it's really good if if you're into which I don't know if anybody that listens to our show would like sci-fi or movies or you know <laughs> comic books or taste. <laughs> it's good. I probably everybody's probably already seen it except you. Um, <laughs> I've never even heard of it. It's good. It's got Shatner in it too. He's like a big part, and he plays Shatner, so he plays himself. Uh, next thing I watched was uh, Breaking In. Now this was uh, Burt Reynolds uh, and Casey Shamashko. Uh, and um, it's Bert when he isn't like super duper old like he is now, mm-hmm. but he was he was kind of it was after Smokey and the Bandit Hooper and all that stuff, and he was starting to get old. 
And but it's a nice little kind of it's a comedy, but it's not like just a full blown comedy. It's kind of a a, a dramedy maybe. But I liked it. He plays an old uh, old uh, safe cracker, old thief, and he takes this young kid under his wing. So it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I liked it. Uh, and he doesn't look too bad in it, you know. Uh, next thing I watched was one of those ones that I've seen before, but I watched it again, which was we did a um, Jeff Bridges night. And uh, the first one was uh, True Grit uh, with Jeff Bridges, Matt Pumpkinhead, and uh, <laughs> that little girl, Haley Steinfeld or um, – it's a good movie. Uh, it's still it's still good. Um, I think that um, I still like the the original with John Wayne better. Uh, you know, and this was this was the Coen Brothers, and it's good. It really is. But I just have a soft spot in my heart yeah. for the other one, even though Kim Darby, I wanted to fucking kick her. If you put Kim Darby and the little boy from Shane. <laughs> and they would have been in the same movie. You know, people would have fucking shot them instead of, you know, lucky. <laughs> movie over in first five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a double shot real quick. Spin it back in the holster. Walk off two dead yeah. kids on the street. <laughs> and, and Shane and, uh, and uh, fucking Jack, whatever his name was. Jack and Lance put their arms around uh, each other. Uh, <laughs> Next thing I watched was a classic called Dracula with Bella Lugosi. Oh, the original. And um, <laughs> I will tell you what. Um, it's almost like a comedy. It's got a lot of funny shit in it. I mean, I know and, – and I've heard people say that, that even like Frankenstein, the original Frankenstein, was supposed to uh, have you know a lot of humorous stuff in it, and it wasn't just all scary. Uh, but this was it was it was good, but I I laughed through most of it. Just like the <laughs> overacting and the eyeballs and the put it in string. I have some of those uh, like I can't remember what they're called exactly, but those Universal Monsters boxes they released a few years ago. Um, the DVD sets that would come, it'd be like a Dracula box, and it would not only have Dracula, but also a few of the. I guess spinoffs that happened from it back and then. Um, I have, I think, I have that. I have Frankenstein, Wolfman, and uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon. They're pretty cool sets. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one that I had never seen, and uh, and I just, you know, if you've seen Ed Wood, and then you watch this, you, you'll appreciate a lot of the stuff in the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, oh, another one. Jesus Christ, you're gonna you're gonna ruin us. Anyway, nothing could ruin us. You can't ruin mold under a tree, <laughs> under the ocean. A tree under the ocean. What's that uh, I want to see an ocean tree. Already. Was a Ronnie Howard movie, and uh, this was Ronnie Howard after uh, the Andy Griffith Show, and he started growing up. And I think it was before. I'm thinking it was before Happy Days. It was right around the time probably Happy Days might have started a few years after this. It's called Eat My Dust, and it's a Roger Corman movie. Now, Ronnie Howard did not uh, direct this, but I guess Corman uh, – he was the star, and Corman let him like shoot like second, second uh, director things or second camera shit mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so he started cutting his teeth on learning how to make movies in this movie and also the other one, which I did not watch. But as Eat My Dust is on Netflix Instant Watch and Grand Theft Auto, which are two Corman 
car movies. Uh, it's pretty good. It's it's a uh, it's goofy as hell. Yeah. But the, the the car stuff is even goofy. But it's fun to watch. Uh, and it even has Clint Howard in it. Uh, and let's see where the heart is. Uh, this was a goddamn who's Padme Amidala. I, for some Natalie, reason, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. Jesus Christ! Every time I look at this poster or think about this movie, I cannot remember Natalie Portman's name. But it's Natalie Portman uh, and Ashley Judd, and Natalie Portman is pregnant white trash, and her white trash boyfriend stops at the the Walmart uh, to let her go buy a pair of shoes because when she fell asleep in the car, her shoes fell. Um, she's pregnant, and her feet were swelling, so she kicked her shoes off. But uh, there's a great. There was a hole about the size of a bowling ball in the floorboard of the car, so her shoes fell out of the car. So she went in to buy some house slippers, and he left. He left her pregnant ass at the Walmart. <laughs> so anyway, she doesn't have any or doesn't you know have anywhere to stay. Or whatever, so she basically stays in the Walmart bathroom. Uh, she goes and shops all day and sits around and does shit and and then uh, at night she sneaks in the bathroom and hides in like a stall until it closes and then stays in there. Uh, and Ashley Judd, um, somebody asked me, they were like, why the fuck did you watch this? And I say to myself, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> there was one scene that kind of summed it up, and that was Natalie Portman was standing there, and Ashley Judd was standing beside her, and Ashley Judd's titties looked really nice. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's why we watched it. It was, nah, I don't know. If you're, if you're a chick or you know, if, you, if you like chick things or you're dating a chick – it, you know, at least while you're dating the chick, you can look at uh, – and I thought at first, I was like, God, this is going to suck because Natalie Portman's pregnant and pregnant women kind of gross me out. Uh, so, But she drops the kid and then she's not pregnant. So you can kind of look at her and be like, ooh. <laughs> but I mean she's not like – she doesn't turn me on like uh, – uh, she turns me on more than Juno. Anyway, the next thing I was uh, lost She was in- pregnant too. Oh, that was that's. Uh, <laughs> next thing I watched was Lost in Translation with uh, Bill Murray and uh, that girl Scarlett. And uh, I agree with some of our fans or our friends. Uh, I don't know. Some of them are just fans because I've never met them, but I think of most of them as friends, if not all of them, except the ones that I don't like. And then I usually block them. Um, <laughs> Uh, Scarlett Johansson is in this, and I think this maybe might have been like one of her first roles, and she was really cute in this. Mm-hmm. I mean, just she that was before she became Scarlett Johansson. And um, I don't like Giovanni Ribisi, but he played a good part uh, as pretty much just every part that he always plays. Um, so anyway, Lost in Translation is a good movie. I liked it. Some people don't. I liked it. I love it. I love Bill Murray in it. I yeah. like his dryness. Uh, The Elephant in the Living Room is a documentary about uh, people that own exotic animals in the United States. Uh, It's really good. If you like docs and you like something that's interesting that will hold your attention, uh, interesting Eh. topic, and what? You didn't like it? No, I'm saying eh, I don't like things that are interesting. Well, I'll put it to you this way. Uh, Like I told the samurai, if you – there's one scene in it that if you are an animal lover, it will – it will hurt you. It will make you, you know, sad. Oh, I, I watched a, I watched a fucking movie like that this week too. Well, fuck you, motherfucker! Steal my thunder. Uh, next thing, uh, next thing I watched was uh, I'm. You know what I'm glad about is that we actually contacted somebody and we're reviewing their 
film this this uh, this week uh, that hasn't even been released yet, and I've already started out by talking about the porn that I had up on my screen, <laughs> burping, eating uh, Fritos, and cutting each other. Uh, but the next thing I watched, we're going to have to redo this whole beginning of the show. Uh, the following has been... Um, so anyway, I watched Death Sport, which was another Corman movie. Uh, starring David Carradine and Richard Lynch. Uh, this was... Oh, God. I guess you could say it's the classic uh, so bad it's good. Mm-hmm. But it was bad, man. Mm-hmm. It was bad. <laughs> oh, it was bad. It was basically... Uh, I guarantee you it came out after Star Wars. And they did a low-budget version of Star Wars, but in the desert on motorcycles. And Richard Lynch was pretty much Darth Vader. Uh, I guess Carradine was kind of a, a, a melding of um, Luke Skywalker and Han Solo, mostly Luke Skywalker because he's kind of like a Jedi. Right. Uh, and, and he's – man, you could tell he's probably so coked up. It's not even funny. He's got big bags under his eyes and you know, uh, I think you say his balls a couple – maybe once. <laughs> what was that? I, I was starting to yawn and it made – I laughed and almost choked myself. He's got that stringy Randy Savage macho man hair. And there's no his hair got so bad. It was. And and when your hair gets really thin, fucking cut it short because when he was in like that that Safari three thousand or uh Bound for Glory or something like that and his hair's cut short, it looks way better than that stringy <laughs> hippie when you're fucking have like that thin hair like that. It looks horrible. Uh, but there's this one dude in it that kind of plays, I guess he would be like the Luke Skywalker kind of guy and Carradine would be more like Obi-Wan. But the guy, that guy, the young guy, he must have, I was thinking he was either a Carradine, like uh, a younger brother, or he was Keith Carradine's son because he looks like Keith Carradine in the face. And he was so bad. He, he made Channing Tatum look like fucking Mark <laughs> Wahlberg, look like Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> Uh, but and then they had a girl in it that was pretty hot, and they show her naked, and she's got nice boobs. Richard Lynch was the best part, and you could tell that he was a really good actor. Uh, and he's, you know, I wonder, did you ever hear? Did Richard Lynch, did he get burned or something like when he was young? Because he kind of looks like he has scars like I, that on his neck and and his face. Like maybe he had been burned and had um, skin grafts or something. I mean, I'll start, I'm not, I'll start reading while you're finishing. Next thing I watched was Vanishing Point with Barry Newman, uh, which uh, is a great movie. Um, the one that I have, when I saw it at the drive-in, it didn't have some of these parts in it. And the uh, the parts with Charlotte Rampling and some of the metaphysical stuff, I guess, was only shown in like when it was released in England. And then they took it out over here, but on the DVD, they put it back in. I don't think it really needs it. It doesn't really add that much to it or it's kind of yeah. – the scars came from a 1967 incident in New York Central Park in which he set himself on fire after taking LSD. Wow. I, you can kind of tell if you look at his lips yeah. and his neck and uh, like that, that, they, that he's been burned. Uh, next thing I watched was uh, The Watchman, which I fucking love. And I loved it watching it on my big screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I def. Uh, this was the director's uh, cut. And uh, there's stuff, you know, it's almost like Prometheus. I watched it again, and I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm like, okay, now wait a minute. How did Ozzy Mendeus, you know, beat up the the fucking comedian that bad when he's supposedly just, you know, they kind of said something at the end, like he's fat, when Rorschach, I almost said Horshack. <laughs> <laughs> 
when Rorschach said that you know, Rorschach. He, he, <laughs> Rorschach. Rorschach, baby. Oh, anyway, this is just the dumbest show. <laughs> I fucking hate fucking. Um, like, what's the name sh- of that band? B fifty two. They're awful. <laughs> a cock, it's as big as a whale. <laughs> Speaking of cocks and big as a whale, um, I need to talk to you off the air about somebody that's on the groups. Uh, anyway, <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, Watchmen is good. Uh, the next thing I watched was Stuart Whitman in The Last Escape, which is a World War II movie. I like Stuart Whitman. I like yeah. I mean, when he was younger. I mean, he's a pretty handsome dude. This is kind of in between. He's he's uh, he's a little bit older, but he's not quite as old as that one piece of shit that we watched with the big car chase. Uh, with he's tried to be Dirty Harry. I got had- me a cock. It's as big as a. <laughs> and I'm about to, to the whore shack <laughs> to the whore house uh, next thing I watched was oh honkers <laughs> and that was a rodeo movie I guess when uh, Cliff Robertson put out a rodeo movie uh, Steve McQueen put out a rodeo movie uh, uh, what's his name Richard Widmark and uh, Frederick Forrest uh, put out a rodeo movie, and this was James Coburn's rodeo movie. <laughs> nice, and uh, it wasn't bad. I mean, it's not great, but it's uh, he's Coburn, and Coburn is always cool, and he plays kind of an asshole. Uh, honker, honkers. Um, next thing I watched was a movie that was near and dear to your heart. It's called Hard Candy. Uh, you didn't like that movie at all. I did not like it at all. Oh, I did. I liked it. I thought it was good. I liked Ellen Page in it, and I liked uh, the, the. Well, there's only two people. <laughs> Something about it, like did, like the you wanted I, to see her have sex. No, I understand what they were going for in the movie, but by the end of the movie, I felt bad for him. He was like, a fucking pedophile, and he, him, and some other guy had kidnapped and killed a girl that they were molesting. I, I know, I know, but the way the movie was set up, and I, I understand he's not a likable character, but you are liberal puss. Something like I don't know, I don't know. It's sure. I, I think it's it, I think it was because you, you wanted know, to. Them. No, no, she is the same kind of thing. She's at, she is in Juno, where she's a. Uh, I don't know if you know any teenagers. Teenagers are pretty stupid, <laughs> and the way that she, the teenager yeah, she yeah, always plays right, is like fucking a just genius. Like two weeks ago, what's that? You remember what I just had to do two weeks ago for an entire week? Right. Spend seven days with two 14 Okay, can you imagine either of those 14-year-olds doing anything like that? Motherfucker, she wasn't 14. She was just pretending to be 14. Remember? Jesus, you don't even remember. I don't remember. It's been – I saw that movie when it came out, and I was like, ugh, and I haven't seen it since. Okay, well, so anyway. Uh, next thing I watched was uh, a movie called The Goodbye Girl, Neil Simon. Uh, it's Marsha Mason and Richard Dreyfuss. Uh, this Dreyfus. is a pretty good movie. I would like to uh, – oh, my God. I wish I was – I was just going to say something and get myself in trouble. Um, hang on a second. Uh, but anyway, this it's, it's, it's a good movie. Um, the, there's a little kid in it that plays Marsha Mason's um, – uh, daughter, and she's pretty goddamn funny because every once in a while she'll cut loose with some uh, sweary words <laughs> that are that are pretty funny. Uh, Dreyfus, um, I have have a a kind of a love hate relationship with Dreyfus because he bumped into Emily at a convention and didn't say he's sorry and almost knocked her. 
And so I swore that I would beat him up next time I saw him. <laughs> next time. Well, like if I go to Walmart and I see fucking Richard Dreyfus, <laughs> that's grass. But this was this would be one that um I think that like the uh, the hopeful romantics uh podcast would I think they would like it. I mean it's 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 not it's not stupid humor. Right. It's not uh twenty one jump street humor. Um Next and the last thing I was going to say next thing, but it's the last thing. I love this fucking movie, and uh, I watched uh, Beneath the Planet of the Apes on Blu-ray, and uh, this is the second one. I like uh, that one a lot too. God damn, that might be the, that might be the only one that I've seen. Oh, I've seen the first one, and I think that one. I don't think I've seen any of the other. Ones. I could I could watch just have, and I've thought about it because they have the box set mm-hmm. with all five of them uh, uh, for like you can get it used for maybe like thirty. Five dollars or something like that on Amazon or eBay, and on Blu-ray. And I thought about it, but you know what? Honest to God, the only two that I would really want are the first two. Wow. Um, I, the other one, the, the, the third one's not bad because it, you know it explores them going. But the third one is almost a lot like um, the one with James Franco, which I really like that one too. I didn't like the one with Tim Burton because you know Wahlberg and you know. I mean, just, you know, I it's, that's another one. I don't even really. I, I saw that in the theater. I think, and I don't yeah. even remember it. Yeah, well, it really wasn't really wasn't that good. Uh, but that's it. Um, yeah, like I said, I mean, that, the fucking beneath the planet of the apes. I was looking up. You know, poor James Franciscus, fucking good looking guy. Movie star, good looks. He was a movie star when he started getting a little bit older. You know, he just he got out of just the acting and started you know just writing and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> 57 years old and fucking croaked from emphysema. That's pretty bad. And the one thing I liked about this one, and it's just a small thing, you know, it's not like, oh my God, I liked it because of this, but one, a a small little detail, Charlton Heston was, uh, you know, a a captive of the fucking, first of all, I like, you know, you had the, you had the apes and everything, but then they added the fucking like, uh, survivors of the nuclear Holocaust humans that were, telepaths and kind of mutants mm-hmm. that was cool as shit yeah and the masks and the and the fucking organ and praying to the bomb and stuff it's like wow but Is that uh, the one with the bleeding statue yes there, i saw that that the, the show i mentioned before the uh hollywood hunter hollywood i don't know it's like a show where they go and find props and like auction them um, that was one of the props that they got from somewhere was that was the was the mold they made of the face that was made That's- to bleed yeah but um, Heston was – it was just a little detail. Uh, you know, in the first one, he's wearing a loincloth 90% of the time. That motherfucker, for as old as he was, goddamn, he was in good shape in that first one, you know. Um, and, and Heston, you could tell he had a huge ego because he had no problem walking around a goddamn loincloth with his balls <laughs> hanging out and shit. Um, and uh, hell, I wish I looked that – honest to God, he was probably 50 then. And he's probably older than me now, and I wish I looked as good as he did. But in the second one, he was a captive of those, you know, the the remaining humans that were yeah. like telepaths. And Franciscus comes in, and he's got the loincloth on. He's just tan as tan can be. And so one thing I noticed when he went and was going to first saw Heston is Heston was as pale as a fucking, you know, he was just pale as could be. And it, it made sense because it's yeah. like – you know, he was in, you know, wasn't, he was underground for I don't know how long. But um, I like that they wanted Heston to come back and be in the second one. And he said the only, first of all, he took no money for it. He said, whatever you're going to pay me, you give to uh, this chair, whatever charity it was. Uh, and he said, I don't want any money for it. And he, and he told him, he said, I'll come back and do a, a cameo. 
but I have to get killed and we have to do the ending of the movie this way. So, and that was, I, th- I just thought that was interesting, you know, yeah. but anyway, I really liked that one. So Ooh. I've, I got to watch it and, uh, that's about it. For that's me. about it. Um, Jade Zuckerberg. <laughs> Not an okay week myself. Um, I, uh, I, you know, speak when we were talking about leaving Netflix discs around. Um, <laughs> I had I had uh, Incendie. They reviewed it on Gentleman's Guide. Um, Incendies. Uh, I've had this. I had that Netflix disc maybe three weeks. It was fucking yeah. getting it ridiculous. So I finally was like, I need to sit down and watch this shit. So, <laughs> and oh my god, I'm so glad I did because it is a great, great movie. Hmm. Um, Never heard of it. There's a. <laughs> <laughs> there's a. There's a. Um, <laughs> There was a movie that it was kind of in the running for, and I don't know which one won Best Foreign Film, but we had both at the theater at the same time, and I had to choose between the two. Um, I wish I could remember the name of the other one, but it it's one that takes place simultaneously in, like, it's, I believe, somewhere in Africa and in uh, 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 the Netherlands, I believe. Um and there's like a doctor going back and forth and it's kind of like he dealing with a warlord there and then coming home and finding his sons like into into being violent i guess in school mm-hmm. and stuff like that and that was really good but that's what i chose to watch at the time which which was fine but i you know and i i'm i'm just sorry i missed this one in the theater but i'm glad i finally got to watch it um I was fucking crying halfway through this thing, and it's 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 heavy. It's really good, though. It's um, why were they trying to put like a child molester in prison? <laughs> yeah, poor poor child molesters. Won't somebody, <laughs> it was, somebody it was think of the child molesters? <laughs> poor child. Molesters. He he killed a girl because she he didn't want her to have to live with all that on her brain. Um, but they uh, this do you, have you seen this? Molesters, huh? Have you seen Incendie or Ansandi? Fuck no, I don't watch that shit. What do you mean? It's really good. It's uh, it's whatever. You guys never watch anything good, like you know, fucking goddamn, like Safari three thousand. You should revisit that. <laughs> um, that was really good. So I, I definitely, definitely recommend. I, I still need to I listen to the. I still need I to recommend to the that listen to the the gentleman's guide review it. So I like the gentleman's guide. It's pretty Contra- good to what some people are trying to portray. Those guys are going places. Um, uh, I, uh, yeah, I, to the uh, fucking refrigerator. <laughs> I watched another. I watched another classic. Uh, no holds barred. Now uh, this was a revisit, yes, but I was in the mood to watch something at the theater, and I had that was the DVD I had with me. So um, I just bought that DVD, and it is definitely widescreen for anybody wondering. Um, it's you said uh, you weren't going to watch shit that you've already watched, and every time you say that, you go back on your promise. <laughs> Did your wife? Do you go back on your promises to her all oh. the time? Yeah, no. Um, this was awesome. I mean, seeing it, I don't know. I don't remember that I saw it in the theater when I was a kid. So it was really cool seeing it on a big fucking screen. And I, I was by myself in the theater, but still, when Zeus fucking punches through those cinder blocks, I was like, yeah, like it was awesome. <laughs> Were you giggling to yourself? I was. It was. It was great. It wasn't even to myself. I did it out loud. Um. Uh, then I watched uh, a couple days ago. Watched Network. Um. This is one I've had on my instant queue forever, and I finally watched it. I this. I'm back to never seen it. Um. And this is a very. This was a very had to have been way before its time. Kind of. Kind of film. This was a different kind of movie. That Ned Beatty speech. 
Yeah. <laughs> I can see. I mean, it's they're the people that I, I mean, that's how these people are right now. Yeah. You know, um, whatever. Great one. Great one. It's on instant. I don't know how much longer it's on instant. So, uh, watch it. If you've never seen it, it's about a, if you don't know, um, a news broadcaster who's kind of lost his way and he starts losing his mind and like he, you know, he's lost ratings and everything. He's getting fired and he basically starts going insane and he goes on a rant. And now the network, um, led now led by this, by Robert Duvall's character decides, Hey, this is fucking good ratings. Let's put this crazy guy back on over and over again. And he said, it's kind of like behind the scenes arguing about that with some great, uh, I don't know some almost surreal moments with, with yeah Peter Finch yeah so and was, and fucking Faye Dunaway just there's something just about her that's just that that fucking broiling fucking smoldering you know uh, very good I want to grab her by the hair and just make her do things stuff um, so uh, bad stuff let's see oh I watched uh, the Toxic Avenger Part Two and I was actually surprised I'd never seen this one. Hmm. Um, it's, I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. It's, it's, I like, I like the toxic Avenger movies. I know I, I, uh, I started watching it and I was like, I'm pretty sure I've seen this. And as it went on and on, I was like, Oh, I don't remember the whole Japan thing. So apparently I hadn't. So, um, it was a uh, checking and I would have stuck true to my, true to my promise. If I had seen it, I would have turned it off and found something else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, um, all, that, that was on Hulu plus and, uh, also on Hulu plus I watched, uh, a documentary called super amigos. And this is the one I mentioned, um, the animal thing because yeah, yeah. super amigos is cool. Uh, it is, um, about five, I guess, activists in Mexico city that all are, one I know is a has has uh, wrestled professionally, but they all are lucha, luchadors. They all wear the mask. They all wear full outfits while they do their activism thing. Um, I don't remember their names, uh, but I know their super animal was the one I'm thinking of, and he um, protests bullfighting. Yeah, that's they, good. I like that. They actually show bullfighting in the movie a few times, and it's fucking rough. Like watching, I hate fucking that shit. Yeah, and, and like these guys fucking like. They, after the bull's dead, they cut open his throat, and these guys, these idiots, just come up with plastic cups and take blood out of the neck hole and drink it. No, I like that part. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it was cool. Like he goes to the city council, and they won't let him in because how he's dressed. He's wearing a fucking gold lame jacket, his mask, and big gold boots. He's and a fucking luchador. They won't let him in, so he he for his protest, he dumps entrail bull entrails all over the steps of the uh, nice, the nice. city hall. So yeah, I really I hate that, and then. Here, here recently they've been showing a lot of the you know people running with the bulls and stuff, and these you know I'm sorry I just I don't I'm not into cruelty to animals. Yeah. Um, so there's that guy there's the there's super gay who um, he he does he does awareness things for gay rights because they they talk about the <laughs> the uh, the machismo and like guys getting like just beaten to death and stuff because they're gay and. Um, there's a, let's see, there's no, a, they get beat to death cause they're super gay. If they're gay, <laughs> they, they don't, no, he's, the, he's just, super you know. gay. And, um, and then there's, uh, the pollution guy. I don't remember his name. And then there's uh super barrio. He, uh, he puts together meetings to help people that are being like low rent, uh, mm-hmm. families that are getting evicted for, to put in hotels and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. Um, it's on, it's also on snag films. Um, 
I think that's a website just dedicated to documentaries, but um, I saw it is, on Hulu. Uh, on is show. Hulu Plus, do you have to pay for that? Yeah, it's like seven bucks a month. My wife Jesus watches a lot Christ. of TV shows on it, so that's why we pay oh, for it. Oh, your wife. We don't pay for cable, so. Well, why is she coming up so much on this show this fucking week? I don't know. Oh, uh, my God. Um, let's see. I watched. <laughs> oh, and the other, the other, only other thing I watched, um, which was kind of related to our two movies this week, um, Card Subject to Change. This is on Netflix Instant. Um, this is a kind of a indie wrestling league documentary. Uh-huh. Um, if you've seen any of the wrestling documentaries, you kind of get an idea of what this is, you know, because they go on the drug, they go into the drug Fake. abuse, they go into. No, no, they don't really talk about that. But it's really more from the promotion side of it. Um, mm-hmm. There's this guy. It's it mainly focuses on this promotion out of New Jersey. Um, that's actually, I mean, somehow at least at the time this was filmed in like 2007, 2008, somehow he still put on 60 plus shows a year. Is it Frank Goodman? I don't remember his name. Okay, well, whatever. Um, but I mean, he gets. I mean, he gets some pretty big names. I mean, you know, they they talk a lot about Kevin Sullivan, who does shows for him, and. Uh, mm-hmm. Who has since retired and moved to somewhere near Seattle? Yeah, um, Navalis. Um, he got Sherry Martell. He uh, who you know she passed away soon after they interviewed her for that film. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, then some of the guys that are just permanently indie wrestlers and you yeah. know, talking about their drug abuses and stuff like that. It, it's, it's pretty good. It's worth it's worth checking out if you're interested. I'm gonna do in one of those for like podcasts, like where we all talk about our abuses. <laughs> and- Porn addictions, porn and shit addictions, like that. and cheese porn addictions. Chip. And- <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Um, so that was it. They could do a whole fucking documentary on your fucking eating habits. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm glad, as, as poor as I eat, I'm glad I don't eat a lot. You're the only vegetarian in the world that's going to drop dead from like fucking, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, just clogged arteries. And- I, I eat shitty, but I'm, unfortunately for me, I don't overeat. So, I mean, I'm yeah. like, <laughs> it's funny. I've been watch- I did watch. I, I did finish off Louis uh, Louis season two this week, and yeah, that I, bit into my my movie watching quite a bit. Yeah, I, I started I, watching that this week. I love when he, I only got thirty movies. I love when he talks. Oh, <laughs> I love when he talks about um, you know what food is supposed to be versus how he tra- treats it, <laughs> and he's like, supposed you're supposed to eat like. A piece of salmon, and your body's like, "Woo, I'm gonna go do something." But instead, I'm eating like four donuts, and the little man in my stomach is like, "What the fuck am I supposed to do with this?" <laughs> and, he like stuffs and eats them as fast as he can. Yeah, he said. He said, "I, uh, you know, if you're doing it wrong, if you eat until you're just not hungry, you got to eat until you hate yourself." <laughs> <laughs> I do that a lot. I'll sit there and I'll be like, God, while I'm eating, I'm like, God, just stop now. Just stop. Fortunately, I don't do that very often. I do. I, I don't get me wrong. That happens. But I, I'm really more of a shitty eater more than an overeater. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, that's all I watched. And um, what do you want to do? God made us. What do you want to do first? I don't care. Let's do bombers first since that's the first tab I have open. <laughs> Okay, that'd All be right. good to do too because then there'll be a lot more distance between glow and what we just said. <laughs> yeah, I can fast so forward. So look it, as no bad. Problem. Yeah. All right, uh, taking a break, and we're going to come back and do 1972's Kansas City Bomber. Yeah, rock and roll. We'll be right back. Hi, this is famous Hollywood producer Robert Evans. 
You know, I've made a lot of powerful enemies during my time in Hollywood. Like the time I pushed Steve McQueen in front of a moving car on the set of The Getaway because he was macking on my lady, Allie McGraw. But I've made one great friend, a boffo friend, if you will, since I retired. It's called Show Show, and it's the best fucking movie podcast ever. It's even better than cocaine, which I would know a lot about. Visit Show Show at showshow.podomatic.com or search Show Show, all one word, in the iTunes store. time zombie <laughs> i caught you without your mic Mother fuck. all right time for some kansas city bomber uh from 1972 um directed by gerald friedman this is starring raquel welch kevin mccarthy from what fucking show was he in that i used to watch when i was a kid was it? Uh, I know. I can't. I, I I know exactly what you're talking about, but I can't remember what it was called. TV Falcon series. Crest. No, I didn't watch that. Well, your Dynasty. Didn't I didn't really watch. Love Boat. He was only in one episode. Oh my God! You didn't even have TV until you were like 34. <laughs> no, I had uh, I had um, broadcast TV when I was a kid. We had he CBS a- and all that shit. Uh. I don't remember what show. I have to keep looking. Anyway, Kansas City Bomber. Um, this is the roller derby movie. The um, a roller derby movie. Excuse me. They've kind of had a resurgence last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, roller derby skater KC Carr Raquel Welch uh, tries to balance her desire for a happy personal life and dreams of stardom. Zom, I would like you to take the lead here. <laughs> if you could, uh, please. Uh, okay, baby. I'll take the lead on the Kansas City Bomber 1972. Rockhill Wish. Uh, okay, well, listen. This movie is kind of, um, it's, I would say that it's kind of near and dear to the heart of the Zam. Um, because, first of all, I remember when this movie came out, and I was just a little kid, a little boy, and I thought Raquel Welch was the most beautiful woman in the world, and she still is in my heart. Um, anyway, now this this movie really fucking pulls at some nostalgia heartstrings for me mm-hmm. because it takes me back to uh, those days of having, you know, like 
you'd have cable, but you'd have maybe three or four channels, and you know you had the local channels, and they would have roller derby on or right, big right. time wrestling. Um, and um, there is a lot in common between you know with like we discuss sports entertainment. Uh, the call it today, but you know, fake sports uh, back in in those days. And um, now, you know, roller derby. Um, I mean, it goes way, way, way back. Uh, they'd have those giant, you know, big roller rinks like back in the early 1900s. Uh, and uh, yeah, the, the, um, I, I was reading a little bit about it. It kind of gained, <sighs> like the kind of roller derby that we would know, kind of gained popularity in the 30s. Right, and, right, right. Um, this is it's actually it's something I used to watch when I was a kid, which is why mm-hmm. I was excited about this because the uh, in a tie to our next movie, uh, Matilda the Hun was actually one of the skaters in whatever league I watched on television. It was it must have been a syndicated show, yeah, um, in the eighties that came on you know late night on a Friday on CBS or something like that. But she was one of the the not a jammer, a blocker, I guess. So yeah, but it it, it, um, it has had several. Uh, sputters uh, like back in the back in the early seventies. I mean, it was big. Mm-hmm. It was big. It was syndicated nationally, and people watched the shit out of it. Um, now, like I said, it it did have some sputtering sputter starts. Uh, now it's become almost like a. Um, it's everywhere. I yeah. mean, there's there's a, there's a league here, They're, and uh, they they have uh, almost weekly shows in uh, Dorton Arena. Where Ric Flair used to wrestle, baby. Flair, rambling Ricketh Rhodes, baby. Yeah, the, the Carolina Roller Girls. Actually, a former Carolina Roller Girl cuts my hair. There you go. Well, shit. No, you know, I seen your hair. God damn. Does she wear a roller skates when she's cutting <laughs> on, anyway. her, on her hands? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you motherfucker. Son of a fucking bitch. <laughs> uh, I think. Quit laughing. Uh, the, the the modern day roller derby, though, one thing that that is different is um, they do it on just like a, the flat gym flat. floor. Yeah, they'll they'll track. make like a a, a a course or you know it's like a, an oval. Yeah. But whereas now the old school roller derby like this, um, they actually had a track, a banked track, and they could which get a lot faster and fall yeah, from a, it, yeah. a lot faster and stuff like that. Now. I watched a documentary. There was a few, a couple, maybe two or three documentaries uh, on roller derby on Netflix Instant Watch or you know Netflix on the uh, on DVD if you get it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a, a, it was the 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 first team that really started it back into existence as we know it today, uh, and it started up in Texas. And they started getting bigger and bigger in their league. They started adding more teams and this and that and making money. And uh, they went to the oval track. Well, the thing about the oval track is, first of all, if you set, you have to set it up, which mm-hmm. takes a lot of time. And, uh, and if you go to different places and tour, then you have to drag that goddamn track in a big truck all, all around and set it up wherever you go. Plus – it's a lot different, and the girls. Uh, there were several girls that got hurt because of it being banked and everything, and and uh, it's just like you said, a lot faster, and and maybe seams in the track if it wasn't put together right, they hit that and their ankles or whatever. It's, but it's, anyway, it's funny. The I you know I really only remember the women 
skating. Mm-hmm. There, there's dudes in this movie, and they even a couple times they have like mixed thing almost. Right. But I, I'm having trouble remembering any guys skating in the shows that I used to watch. Well, I think that I think from like the '80s and on. Um, now, I, like even the ones the the the. Um, the documentaries that I've seen are all about the girls. Yeah. Everybody loves to go see the girls because, first of all, the one thing that I I really liked is that they do these days is every team has like a theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll have a name, and they pick they all pick like crazy names for themselves, like Doctor Zom and Pickle Loaf, and uh, <laughs> and they wear these you know crazy costumes and everything. And and I I don't even know if they have male leagues now, um, sure. but you know. Uh, now I think it seems to me like the ones that I see today are all the entertainment and shit like that is just the the gaga as far as the the costumes, the names, mm-hmm. and like doing interviews and stuff. But the actual competition is competition. Yeah. Now in the seventies when it was really big, that's mm-hmm. one thing that fucking killed it was it was a work. And a lot of the shit, you know, when they'd fight and stuff like that, which you see that in this one. There's several times in this movie where uh, they kind of led you to believe without coming out and saying it that they were working the fans. Like when they would say, hey, we want more color or, you know, they they, they would tell um, – you know, one of them, okay, we're going to have like a – basically it would be in wrestling, a loser leave town match. Yeah. And they'd say, okay, you're going to lose because you're going to another team. So it was a work. But – uh now, in this one, as I put a piece of gum in my mouth, which is probably not the smartest thing to do while I'm, you know, <laughs> but it's good gum. It's, um, I'll give a little little plug to Orbit. Um, I don't know what flavor this is. Pretty good. Um, spring, spearmint, whatever. Um, <laughs> but they, um, it, they they have the deal. It's almost like the wrestling movie Mad Bull, where all the matches are a work. But in the end, when he's going up against the the heel that broke his brother's arm, they go in and they decide they're really going to fight. You know, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like that in this. Um, you have uh, Raquel Welch, of course. At this time, was probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest, sex symbol bombshell in Holly Rock. Um, as Casey Carr, and she's a. The storyline and everything of this is pretty simple, and the one thing that I like about the movie is, um, like she's a she's a single mother and she's you know trying to raise her kid and everything. But they don't go too deep into that. That's just on the periphery, yeah. and they stick a lot of it is uh, there. There's a fucking lot of uh, action in this as far as them skating and in competition. Yeah, and I think that could be. That could be seen as a as a plus or a detriment to the movie. If you're not into roller derby, you're probably not going to be into this movie very much because fucking almost half of it is just is just you know people skating, punching each other, breaking the you know breaking through the blocks, getting whipped, and all that shit. And yeah, yeah. and that's I mean that's almost half the movie. I, I would say. I mean it's there's a lot. So it, which you know it has a nostalgic thing for me too. But I didn't you know I didn't see the obviously the the roller derby of the 70s but i did the the mega worked professional wrestling era of yeah, yeah. of uh, roller derby from the 80s we had like so. roller jam and um that was one of the ones that uh i think wcw might have even been involved in starting that up and um 
that was it was on around when Nitro was on like T what was it TN was it TNT not TNT when it was TNN TNN was, the National Network and the National Network they had ECW wrestling and Roller Jam but anyway back to the movie um, Kevin McCarthy is he's a pretty good actor and he always plays kind of a sleazy mm-hmm. uh, shady kind of a guy and that's what he is in this he's the owner of one of the teams now they had this one girl in it. And I couldn't decide whether I found her attractive or not because she kind of looked like a a used-up sexy kind of witch or something. Jackie. Jackie. Yeah. <laughs> now, I've seen her in several movies. She was in Easy Rider. She was in Five Easy Pieces. Um, uh, what else? The Drowning Pool with Paul Newman. Stay Hungry with Schwarzenegger. She was on Chips. She wasn't in a lot of stuff, but I had seen her before. And she has she's Greek. Uh, it's Her name is... Um, uh, uh, Helena Kalianiotis. So, I mean, she's a Greek chicken. You can, I mean, dark black, I mean, just not dark hair, but yeah, black yeah. long hair. And like I said, she's she's probably, I don't know, in her mid 30s, uh, a little bit older. And But you could tell at one time she was probably a, a, a hottie. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, her and Casey don't get along. And uh, Jackie likes to – she likes to get into her cups. And uh, But I think the for one thing, I think, you know, of course, Raquel Welch is so goddamn good looking. Honest to God, in this movie, in any movie, she is so fucking stunning and so goddamn good looking. It just – you're just like, oh, my God. God, if she wa- if you were just walking down the street and she walked by you, you would probably fucking fall on your face, just going, "Oh my God, that might have been the best looking woman I've ever seen in and, my life." And, and how hot she is! Very conversely, her her stunt double in the movie, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might be a dude. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Broad There's shoulders one- and one of the worst wigs you'll ever like, because her hair actually looks good even when she's like yeah. sweaty and gotten her ass kicked, and then all of a sudden you have this fucking just giant red mop. <laughs> He's Afro or something, <laughs> and uh, that's the same with uh, uh, Jackie. Yeah, she has yeah. Black hair, which which it works to the to the advantage of having a stunt double. You know, when they have that long hair, you can tell when it's a stunt double because they keep their head down and let their hair kind of go in their face. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, it's pretty pretty bad wigs, um, but some good stunts. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I guess Raquel Welch actually broke her wrist when uh, they were making this or oh, train. Wow. She, they said she would skate for like five. Oh, God damn it. Wait, hang on. Okay, it's back now. All right. Uh, <laughs> a little bit of technical difficulty, and you probably heard us cursing just then. But, um, uh, Zom, you were talking about Raquel Welch breaking her wrist and skating something. Raquel Welch, in the making of this movie, broke her wrist and uh, while skating something. Skating something. <laughs> no, she, uh, I guess, tr- to prepare for this role, even though they... Um, even though I'm tearing up this thing from Barack Obama I got in the mail today, asking me for money. No, I'm just tearing up the envelope. Um, I'll support the brother. Anyway, um, <laughs> you know, even though she had a, uh, a stunt person do like a lot of the falls and shit like that, you yeah. know, they wanted her to, you know, to look credible when they did do shots of her just skating. And I guess they said something about like there was there's like five different strides. That that that, sh- that are like common in roller derby, and she mm-hmm. learned all five different strides. The uh, they have like roller derby contestants, competitors, uh, yeah. you know, whatever. They they got to wear some kind of like hip pads or something. Because, oh yeah, 
I mean, even like the way hockey players do, because I fell on on uh, an icy sidewalk once onto my ass and cracked my tailbone. And these women fucking like they get knocked on their butt, you know, over yeah. and over and over again. They have to, you know, well, especially. They learn- they kind of learn how to fall just like the wrestlers where yeah. you know, keep your chin tucked so you don't hit the back of your head. And it's like a judo kind of a thing. But before we go any further, I just want to tell you something. Other than a letter that I got from President Barack Obama in the mail, <laughs> I just got the new edition of Paris Cinema Magazine. Hey, with, I want to. Uh, Oliver Reed from The Devils on the, on taking up the entire cover. I really awesome. – I, I need to get back on that. I have not bought an issue in a while, and I've missed out on a couple, so hopefully – I get uh, mail. I subscribe. <sighs> I know. I, 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 don't, I don't have any subscriptions to anything, so – Anybody that makes peace is cool with me. Ah. Anyway, so anyway, let's move on. We don't need any more of this bullshit. Uh, Paris, I feel like we've been Paris doing Cinema. this for, Huh? Parasinema.net. Parasinema. Get that magazine. Um, anyway, and they have a nice subscription, so you can get it. Uh, anyway, so anyway, Raquel Welch, uh, she broke her wrist. So it, during in the movie, you can see she has like a little brace thing on her wrist. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought she just. I thought that was just a character thing. I didn't realize. Jesus fucking Christ! Are I've been you, wearing one of those this week too. I've got. Uh, I've got fucking shitty wrists. Yeah, uh, but that, how does that help you with your broken tailbone? <laughs> broken tailbone happened about. Jeez, that was almost ten years ago. It was awful. I had to sit on this like old pillow. I couldn't sit so on sacrum. Yeah, yeah, your tailbone. Um, yeah. The the uh, I've heard if you break it, like like there's no way to really fix it. But if you break it, you pretty much shit yourself. So I know that didn't happen. But didn't um, what's that? You didn't. I, you literally. You mean you literally shit your pants? No, I I did not. But you do if you break it. I was on a I was on a hill and the sidewalk was was um, was slant was was icy and. I was on the phone uh, talking to my mom, so she heard it, and I fell, and it knocked the wind out of me too. So I couldn't say anything. She's like, "What happened? What happened?" And I was like, <laughs> "Just making these awful noises." And then a guy saw me fall, and he came over and asked if I hit my head. I was like, "No, just my ass." And fucking, I had to sit on a pillow for like two weeks. I couldn't sit on a hemorrhoid cushion, which I borrowed from somebody because that pressed on my tailbone, and it fucking hurt. I couldn't like. I, I had to. Oh man, it was hard to shit or anything. It was no awful. anal sex. No anal sex for at least a month. It was it was wow. terrible. I couldn't go that long. I started at, that was actually I started the the my at the movie theater the first time at that time, and uh, so I guess it wasn't ten years ago. It was like eight years ago, and I couldn't pick up anything when I started like that. <laughs> I couldn't move popcorn bags or or what did soda. you what you do when you had to wipe your ass? You well, you had to do it very gingerly. Uh, okay, gingerly. There's no way I'm clean. Time to take a shower. <laughs> do it real fast. That's what I would do. I'd just get the fucking shower or something. Yeah, it was. Or in it the was bathtub. Buy a bidet. It was terrible. I just had to lay down or sit for almost a month. That's awesome. Anyway, anyway, back How to. How come we've uh, never heard this story before? I just I, didn't I feel think like of, you've been holding out on. I didn't think about it until just now when I was. Th- when oh I man, about you literally bust your ass. <laughs> you and Terry Funk have something in common. He did Good the same Terry. thing. He, he broke was a, his sacrum. He was in that. Uh, he was in that uh, indie league documentary I watched, the card subject to change, and he was saying that, you know, somebody, somebody coming in. <laughs> I can't do a Terry. My phone. name's Terry. <laughs> and he was saying somebody right now, a kid saying, "I want to be a professional wrestler," and he was trying to think of what their odds would be of actually like making it. He's like, I'd say like one in five million. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. If you could suck some good dick, 
yeah. you know, and Terry Garvin or Pat Patterson was still there. Maybe even Vince or Shawn Michaels. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. All right. Now, God damn it, listen. Broke a wrist, wore a wrist, brain, wrist brace. Wrist brace. I will, wrist I will, as a professional, I will show you how I'm going to segue back into what we're talking All about. Right. Man, I would like to fuck Rico Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, no, man. Oh, boy. I know we said this yesterday when we were recording the first time. This woman is so good looking. It makes my heart hurt. It's like, oh, my God, she's so fucking beautiful. But anyway, so Raquel Welch, um, she plays uh, Casey. And um, she's kind of one of these deals where she's a, you know, I think, well, first of all, because she's really good looking, mm-hmm. you know, uh, she's, she's popular, but, um, she's getting kind of dealt around to other teams and things like that. Um, and they, they, she, she becomes involved with the owner of, of the, um, the Port- loggers, the Portland loggers. Yeah. I definitely would rather be cons- called, especially when you're Raquel Welch. Kansas City Bomber sounds a lot fucking sexier than logger. Yeah. No. That sounds like you after you broke your ass. <laughs> no, I was not a logger. I had to push out little skinny soft ones. Oh, uh, you should have just fucking <laughs> took like laxatives so you had diarrhea. No, well, just... I did. I took a stool softener. Stool softener. <laughs> wow. Now, now the um, – Awesome. What I didn't understand exactly – now. You, we, you know, we we mentioned when we we recorded the first part of this review that they didn't. It was hard to tour because of the the raised track. They couldn't really take it around that yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now the team seemed all one team, except they would always be split up. And you know, so how did they? How did do you know how they determined which who was going to be on which part of the team? Like was that was it like the loggers A and loggers B? There was a lot of shit. Uh, even when I watched roller derby when I was a kid. That was just confusing to me. Like even the rules and stuff like that. I know you have to la- – or if, if you pass so many people on the other team, you get points. But, I mean, some of the stuff they did and even like you said, um, there were times where the guys and the girls were both out there. But then the girls like seemed like they exited really quickly. Like they just went out when they started out and right, then right. Oh, well, it's just left the track really fast. And not, and not only that, but um, – like I didn't understand there was a part where she was she got traded from the Kansas City Bombers to the Loggers and she goes to the Loggers team and is sitting in the dressing room getting ready has suited up and everything and they say well you know uh, this other team thought that they had an option on you and until we get that figured out you got to skate with them I, so that, that I did, didn't I, help I did like that tracking shot when they introduced the Loggers like locker room mm-hmm. the uh, I thought that was a pretty cool shot where um uh, the gray-headed dude, the, the owner was walking yeah. through, and it was kind of following him, and you saw all the like people getting ready and stuff. I thought it was pretty pretty. Well, and, and another thing that really took me back was just like seeing the, the shots of the crowd and stuff. Yeah, because uh, the, first any, of all, any kind of wrestling movie or anything like that, especially from the seventies, needs those crowd shots because most of them look like uh, fucking trolls. And and I'll tell you what, <laughs> I'm not shitting you, man. When we used to go, when I was in like grade school and mm-hmm. junior high and shit. That's what the fucking crowds looked like. <laughs> I mean, to, to wrestling, and, and I mean, even now, honest to God, the last time I went to WWF, WWE, or whatever in Pittsburgh at the Civic Arena was probably back when Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar were were wrestling each other, and Paul Heyman was like Brock, Brock Lesnar's manager, 
And I mean, that was a while ago, but still, I mean, if you want to see some fucking, ooh, some, some real humanity, (laughs) (laughs) even, and that's Pittsburgh. I mean, you know, Pennsylvania, around here, we always think, oh, yeah, Pittsburgh, big city and everything, but it's rural as hell. In, on the outskirts, and there's just as many rednecks in Pennsylvania as there fucking are around here. Mm-hmm. But anyway, you get to see a lot of you know, uh, and and that's the thing. Roller derby and pro wrestling were targeted towards, um, you know, the 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 kind of I, I don't want to say lower class, not because that sounds like you're saying they have no class, but I'm I'm saying like the, the like a poorer crowd. Uh, um, because the, these people, especially in the rural areas, they didn't have um, like a professional football team or a professional baseball or whatever. And like where I lived, I mean, it was just a small town and everything, but they would come and be at the, the local gym and stuff. Now with roller derby, I know out in California, I mean, they played like the Olympic um, um, Coliseum out there. And that was like one of the biggest places around, but it was still, right. it was in a shitty area of, of town. So anyway, the, it, it the, that's one thing that kind of causes – uh, some friction with her teammates at first is she's coming in and she's going to join that team, but then they say, well, for the next couple of games, you have to skate for the other team. So she's actually going against these her people. Own teammates. Right, her, who are going to be her teammates and having to hit them and stuff like that. But then, like I said, even before when we had recorded yesterday, um, there were several times, and roller derby was a back then was a work. I mean, yeah. the the whole thing was a work as far as the competition went. Um, you know, it's just like wrestling the, the the falls and stuff like that. They learn how to fall, but it still fucking hurts. You know, yeah, doing some of the stuff and you can still get hurt really bad. But you know, they knew what was going to happen, and and pretty much they they would just improvise a lot of it. But they knew who was supposed to win, and right, right. you know, getting heat and stuff like that. So they kind of they kind of glossed, they kind of touched on that a little bit. But then they also were like, kind of in some instances said that they were actually fighting. So anyway. Um, the, the one when, when she goes out to like after the games and stuff, they still they, they still go to the same bar together, even though she was on that other team, and she's hanging out with the loggers, and so that led me to believe that you know it really wasn't real, yeah. and that they were just you know they were all together, and they were all you know they may have been on different teams, but they'd still hang out together and stuff. Well, then there's this guy Randy, and Randy is a is a skater on the loggers and is one of her teammates. Well, Randy thinks uh, he fancies himself kind of a ladies' man. And there's one scene where he's sitting at, a, at the uh, at a table with Raquel Welch, um, who he had just met, like you know, maybe a day before, or maybe that day. I think it was the day before. And um, he's sitting there and he's got his arm around her. And I thought, well, hell, man, he's working awful quick and everything. So she starts telling him, she's like, you know, I don't, I don't date other skaters and everything. Well, hell, then the next thing you know, he's practically trying to finger her under the table. <laughs> I thought he just had his hand on her leg at first, but he had, he was like, had it in, she had her legs crossed and he had his hand in between her thighs oh, yeah. and was trying to go for the, uh, the, uh, I don't know, I guess the Raquel, uh, love honey pot. <laughs> and so she, she basically told him, you know, Hey motherfucker, Look, motherfucker, get your hands out of my pussy. Um, so, um, what? My parting in Louie's house. My 
Oh, no, 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 Lovey. Okay. There's a girl named Lovey that – my handwriting is shitty. There's a girl <laughs> named Lovey that is on the team, and she's kind of the innocent girl. She has like, you know, uh, uh, pony or pigtails, and she asks Raquel Welch, you know, hey, you know, you don't have to go to a hotel. You can come stay with me, blah, 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 blah. Now, I know I've watched too much porno, but looking at Raquel Welch, who was obviously a, a you know, kind of a mature, hot sex pot, uh, and – um then Lovey was this young, kind of innocent girl, and I thought, oh my god, this, this, oh, they have to fucking do something here, uh, have a little, you know, lesbian action, or, but they didn't. But what my note said was my paneling in Lovey's house. Okay, now this movie was made in nineteen. It came out in seventy two, so it was early seventies when it was made. Now that gives you some idea of what the inside of my house looks like. I have dark paneling and shit. Everybody makes fun of the paneling in my house and says that I should get like drywall put up and everything. My, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I'm the only one who lives. Who my, sees. my parents still have paneling in their den, except it's painted over. So yeah, they, some people have told me that too. So to do that, but I don't. I don't care. Uh, you know. But what do I give a fuck? The only people, the only person that sees this shit is me and the dogs, and they don't care. They eat the fucking paneling. Okay, Lovey, <laughs> and I, and, and okay, up at the top, it's, it looks like it says Louise, but it's Lovey's because I spelled it L O V I E S. And then the note right below that, I spell Lovey L O V Y. Lovey and Raquel should have Les L E Z. So anyway, you're okay. a wordsmith. Well, I was watching it, and I was I was writing with my one hand, and my other hand was probably down my trousers. <laughs> the, uh, there's a guy on the team named Horrible Hank, and Horrible Hank was. He kind of reminded me of like Captain Redneck Dick Murdoch or somebody like that. <laughs> yeah. minus, or, minus the KKK tie. Yeah, he was kind of he, he's he's like a redneck, a big kind of has a belly, uh, and he looks like somebody that would like have drove a truck with my dad back in the seventies. <laughs> and and uh, he doesn't look like an athlete at all, but he's he's pretty big compared to the other guys because they're kind of all lanky and skinny. And um, but he's I, I would say he's. A bit slow. I wouldn't say simple-minded. I just think he was kind of a he was just kind of a redneck yeah, and, and a yeah. dumbass. Uh, he he is sort of the hillbilly heel because the owner kept it. I just burped, so we'll probably get a fucking review there. <laughs> another, we've and mentioned another, that like eight times. Already. Yeah, but um, the the owner keeps telling him, says, you know, you could be something. I need you to have more color, more color, more color, which means he needs to. He wanted him to. Get the crowd fired up and to and to have more charisma and personality. And Hank's just kind of a big a dumbass. But it's weird because even though Raquel is fucking the owner of the team, of course because he has money and shit, because um, he was sleazy. Um, but she turned down Randy. But horrible Hank, she kind of starts taking a liking to him, yeah. kind of like a big dumb puppy dog kind of a thing. Right. But I think that she would have. I think, honest to God. If things would have went a certain way, she would have fucked horrible Hank. I don't know. Maybe not. I did like how the owner – I wonder if he'd be a horrible fuck. <laughs> She'd fuck him and be like, why do they call you horrible Hank? And he'd be like, eh. And then afterwards, she rolls off of him and is like, oh, okay. Oh. Uh, oh. Your balls smell horrible. <laughs> I liked how the owner sat up in his little like like – like over his like nest. the room yeah his nest like overlooking the rink all the time and sometimes he would turn around in disgust and <laughs> yeah he was like vincent kennedy mcmahon uh train fight stupid oh okay train fight stupid, uh, train fight stupid. that's like horrible hank wrote that um 
Now, what's her name? The uh, the uh, kind of witchy looking Jackie. Yeah, I can't see. I did. I don't go back and look at my notes because I can't remember now half the shit that I, you know the names are in. But I, I'm not going to turn the page because my wrist hurts. Um, and right below it, it says <laughs> Jackie is drunk. So I mean, like I actually would have to fucking look down one fucking. Uh, line. Um, they, Jackie is a fucking alcoholic, and she's jealous of Raquel Casey. Uh, who, which, goddamn, if you're if you were a woman back then, you would have to be in either in awe or jealous of Raquel Welch. I'm telling you what, this woman was a fucking goddess. I don't know if we have anything like that now. I, I'm I'm just saying, uh, <laughs> I am in awe still. Um, so Jackie gets drunk, and and the, they're they're on a train, and the train kind of gets stopped, and. Uh, and uh, Raquel, for some reason, she she's got a good heart because even though Jackie, you uh, kind of, uh, she knows she doesn't like her. She can't. She's like, you know, this is kind of bullshit because I never did anything to her, and I, you know, maybe I just need to win her over. And she keeps trying, but Jackie usually is hammered. And even when she's not, she's just she's just a bitch to her because she was probably the hot chick on the team. And then Raquel shows up. There's another one, and uh, <laughs> and uh, so they get in this goddamn brawl. Well, Raquel sure as shit picked the right time to fucking fight because Jackie was shit-faced and could barely stand up, and Raquel <laughs> beat the fucking piss out of her. But it was kind of stupid. I didn't. I thought I, when they were just down wallering in the in the uh, on the railroad tracks, and here comes a train. I thought that was kind of dumb. Yeah. Anyway, um, now there was one scene in this um, which kind of reminded me of the movie Rollerball. Uh, at the end of Rollerball, when um, James Caan is the last man standing in mm-hmm. like a deathmatch game, mm-hmm. and he starts skating around the track and doing that stride, and the crowd starts going, John, uh, done, John, uh, done, John, uh, done. Well, they do the same thing. It's like, KC, 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 when she's skating around. Um, I like that I scene. I, I did like, I, I like the scene at the end right before their, um, I guess, the. The, the climax of the film is in a way, but the uh, well, I had a, a couple climaxes. <laughs> it's yeah, the shower scene. Fucking her shoulders were even hot. And those two should have got it on right there. God, why didn't they show any titties at all? I was so why disappointed. Didn't they have um, the but the it's, it was kind of cool, like showing the it would show it showed the owner and then the guy he was selling the team to. Whoop! Yeah. Spoiler alert, I guess. Um, <laughs> kind of walking through the crowd, everybody's like getting pumped and cheering and stuff and then it's like complete silence and it shows the two of them they're supposed to you know be pissed at each other getting like strapping their boots and it, it was it was a pretty neat scene with the contrast with the you know the track noise and all that then the silence in the back of them getting ready well um like we said and i keep saying like we said yesterday you guys don't even know like what we said yesterday but um well you will when you listen to this <laughs> there shouldn't be a steam even a seam but we are leaving a seam because uh comcast cable has to fix shit two weeks after a goddamn storm um <laughs> but this movie really you said probably 50 percent skating and action like that i would say it's even more than that <laughs> uh and that's one reason i i liked it because the other stuff was kind of like melodrama oh but, the the part with her with her kids like yeah. it was, and when the kid it was Jody foster too one of her kids was jody foster the daughter i guess the do- well, obviously, but I, I didn't even notice, Harvey honestly. Kytel I, I knew she was in the movie, but Before I didn't. Before Harvey Keitel fucked her and turned her into a prostitute. <laughs> it was pretty close. Yeah, There's only like a couple of years difference, right? Yeah. Um, but the uh, 
the stuff with her son, like, I don't even know if her son has a line and like, she, he's worried that mom's going to get hurt or whatever. And he runs off and he's a little douche. It was really fucking like awkward. His mom was tougher than him. That's she's like, no, no. And she goes chasing him through the grass. And then, you know, then there's the stuff with her mom too. And (laughs) yeah, yeah, that stuff. But, uh, but really the, the, um, now a lot of the, the, uh, the roller skating action, if you took it literally that it was supposed to all be real, then you'd be like, okay, well, that kind of looked fakey and that kind of looked fakey. But if you watch it knowing that the sport is a work mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that in the movie a lot of it was supposed to be a work and it was just done for entertainment, then when they do – there's holes in their punches or whatever. Instead of punching them in the face, they're kind of punching them in the shoulder or whatever, something like that. Um, because Jesus Christ. I the mean, hu- The one huge look- brawl at the end was pretty cool. <laughs> Oh, and I'm telling you what, Raquel Welch, there was one part, and I even made a big note that said bionic elbow. She did a fucking elbow <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Yeah, it was like fucking Randy Savage or Dusty or something. <laughs> Dusty Lee and the Raquel Welch titties. There was a couple of elbow drops of BB because uh, Jackie had dropped one on Raquel. Um, but um, if you if you look at it like it was at work, then you can kind of say, "Well, hell, you know, okay, yeah, it does that does look fake, but it's supposed to because that's what it is." Yeah. yeah. Um, the, I, I think though because I, I really got into the action, I really got into the skating and the shit because I was like, "Holy fuck, that was pretty cool!" Yeah, or yeah. when they did this, and they would always do that back in the day where they throw shit out on the track and they'd have to jump, like somebody would come skating and jump over them and and just you know to show off their skating abilities and everything, but. Um, it's not like a goddamn Academy Award-winning movie, but um, for what it is, I thought I was really entertained by it. First of all, Raquel Welch is hot as hell, so you watching that, you're like, "Fuck me!" Okay, that's the that's the number one big plus. The number two thing is the nostalgia and like a time taking you back to that time period with yeah. in the, you know the the cars, the the clothes, the cars, um, all that stuff. And number th- and, and you know the, the, all the, the the skating violence and action was pretty good, so I enjoyed it. I don't I actually I don't have hardly anything to add. Um, I did the manager at the beginning. I thought we were going to get William Sanderson because he when they're they the, what they would do in roller derby is um, so they would give like tra- on the track interviews afterwards. Um, and I remember that from the television shows also, but. Um, you know, the, the owner or whatever, the manager of the team would be out there and like the two, two of the, uh, what are they called? Like two of the skaters, I guess would be arguing or whatever. And that happens a few times, which is pretty cool. Like mm. it's a total like pro wrestling moment. Yeah. Interview like, kinda, kind of a, yeah. yeah. And they're, they're like yelling at each other and the other one's sitting over there like, ha, ha, you know, like, you know, hamming it up because you know, what is it they say in wrestling that you got to make it so the person in the back sees what's going on too. So that's why they, uh, they, they overact Dude. with their. What? Shh, kayfabe. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> but uh, that dude looked like William Sanderson for a second there. I was like, holy shit, is he going to be? The-? Oh, no, it's not him. Yeah, if he was going to, he'd have to be like naked <laughs> doing Tai Chi, you know, <laughs> with, with, with the fucking big hillbilly. Oh, no, no you like. know what? It's not William Sanderson. Who am I thinking of? The Jesus. It's not William Sanderson. It's um, 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 Am I right? Was William Sanderson in Die Hard 2 and did Tai yeah, Chi yeah. naked? Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I gotta look. You're it thinking up. of Colonel Sanders. No, I'm thinking of um, William Peterson. Very. No, Sanders. it is William Sanderson. It, that William Sanderson was not in Die Hard Two. That was William Sad- Sanderson. So William Sadler was in two. I am thinking of William Sanderson. Okay. God damn it! Now I have to look up who William Sanderson is because he was he was one of like Larry Daryl and Daryl and 
That, uh, was he heart. was he in the uh, was he in uh, Blade Runner and I make eyes? Yes, that's who it is. Yeah, yeah, Jesus yeah. Okay, that's you were right, and I was wrong. Ooh. Finally, <laughs> it's about time. Um, Sanderson. That guy didn't look anything like William Sanderson. At the beginning, when he had his glasses on and he was yelling yeah. in the mic, that's when I was like, well, shit, is that William Sanderson? But then I saw him again, and it didn't. It wasn't William Sanderson. And it wasn't been. William Sadler, either. It definitely wasn't William Sadler. William Sadler would have been, would have been like 20, and um, maybe not Is even that William old. Sanderson? What? Okay, good. No, I'm just looking at pictures of William Sanderson now. Um, yeah, I mean... Uh, they could have done for me this is a movie it kind of missed on a lot of things um i like i like the roller skating parts a lot but it's because i'm a fan of that sort of thing Mm -hmm. i would hesitate recommending this to anybody that's not a fan of sports entertainment type stuff you're kind of like a fan of like uh uh oddity kind of things i don't know how to put it strange uh, the, the like like if if you you would have hung out with Frank Booth in <laughs> Blue Velvet. We we had, all the my dog really likes socks, and my wife and I joke about it. We'll like rub one in his face. I like, like socks Blue too. <laughs> it's funny. I have socks tonight if I can hook up with this chick. <laughs> it's, <laughs> like he, it's like our dog has a foot fetish, so we're always rub a dirty sock in his face and say Blue Velvet. So um, that's weird. It's weird, I know. Um, but I don't know. You ought to do the, that to your wife. The st- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she'll start sucking on your toes just out of instinct. Shrimping. My yes. wife will start shrimping. Toe shrimping. The, oh. the, uh, <laughs> that's so funny. Now, wait a minute. If she was toe shrimping, you'd either have to have another. If, if my definition of toe shrimping is correct, you would have to have another girl there. Or you would have to stick your foot. I thought toe shrimping is when the foot goes into the vagina. Oh, I thought shrimping was sucking on toes. Oh, wait a minute. Let me look it up. We got to uh, – these people that, that uh, gave us glow to review. <laughs> Maybe they could just skip this review. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Let's just review Planet of the Apes. Beneath the Planet of the Apes after this. We'll review the other one. Let's see. Definitely. The, the, okay. the, the parts for me that – like I don't know. The parts that weren't the skating just didn't work at all for me. Um and, you know, I could just think maybe I'll just need maybe I just needed to watch a roller derby documentary. <laughs> um, I don't know, but we, we can get into we can get into our ratings here. Uh, while Shrimping you're up is the act of toe sucking or licking for sexual gratification of both persons, not to be confused with felching, which is an entirely different act altogether. Felching. See what now? What is it when they stick the toe, the foot, and the toe up the puss? Because I thought that was toe shrimping. I've been wrong all along. That's two times in one show I've been wrong. <laughs> uh, but you're a sexual deviant, so you know more than I do. <laughs> I just did toes and vagina Google search. My top I have results toe are before I used to, I, I've sucked toes. The 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 toes and vagina results suck women's toes versus oral sex on women. Lesbians putting fists and feet in pussy and thoughts on camel toes and vagina bulges. <laughs> felching, felching is a sexual practice involving the act of orally sucking semen out, ah. of, the vagina, out of the vagina or anus of one's partner. That's fucking gross. Uh, I have never done that. <laughs> Why is my vagina really fat at the top? Funadvice.com. Anyway, let's get into our ratings. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry. I'm sorry, glow people. 
<laughs> toes and vagina. Crude sex jokes. Uh, how can sticking a big toe in a vagina turn a girl on? <laughs> how do I help my horse give birth if I cannot <laughs> call it that? 15 crazy things about <laughs> vagina. Okay, well, anyway, I, I, this movie... Uh, uh, if average would be five, it's better than average. It's not great, but I had fun watching it. I would give it a seven. Se- wow, seven. That, that went yeah. way higher than I thought. Um, from- I, 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 had, I liked it. I, 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 I didn't uh, get bored with it. For me, I, I, I did get bored in the parts that weren't roller skating. Um, it, it just didn't work for me. The uh, Jackie, I wish, was fleshed out a little more than she was, liter- mm-hmm. literally and figuratively. And I wish uh, also Raquel Welch was fig- fleshed out more. Um, it's a second appearance of her on the show too. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing I forgot to, to mention is um, um, the, her uniform. They they had her be number eleven, and she always had that unzipped like down between her cleavage. Oh yeah, and those two ones on both sides. That was the perfect fucking number because it man, it made it look sexy with that V oh, yeah. right there. Oh my god, good, she's good, good stuff. Look. But um, you fuck, know, even her looks not enough to save it for me. It's a little less than average for me. I give it a four point seven five out of Jeez. ten. Um, if you like roller derby, I'd say check it out. It's it's a different kind of film, but. I don't know if you're if you're not into that whole that whole kind of thing, you're yeah. probably going to be bored by it. So, at least in my opinion, yeah, that's no But like we said yesterday, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one, and most of them stink. So Did we said that yesterday, and sometimes you suck semen out of them. So let's take a break, and uh, uh, we're gonna uh, come back and review uh, Glow, the story of the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Wrestling. We'll be back. We'll see. What are we? What? <laughs> I was going to start singing that fucking Jewel song. When you're watching movies, are you sick uh, of remakes? I apologize, Paleo Cinema. Reimaginings, reinventions, and Reese Witherspoon? Are you fed up with movies where giant robots try to remake Enter the Dragon? Do you think that torture porn is vastly inferior to 1970s drive in porn? Do you find Botox actresses with fake tits and action heroes with no chest hair a turn-off? Do movies where no single shot lasts more than two and a half seconds piss you off? Yeah, me too. That's why I do Paleo Cinema Podcast, a podcast for films more than 20 years old. So if you think that Sid Charisse is a guy and that Myrna Loy is a kind of metal, you need Paleo Cinema Podcast. Go to paleo-cinema.com and do yourself a favor. soundtrack called Brawlin' Broads. Mm. All right, so we're back from break. And I, 
I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm sorry about this show. Well, now we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna switch it up. Let's make up. Let's let's make up for that fucking derailment in the last 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 reviews. Okay, Here's what we're gonna do in this one, Zeke. Right. So this is uh this is our review of Glow. This is uh in our little circle. This is uh this has been clamored about a bit. It's uh been looked forward to by uh, by quite a few of us. The Glow, the story of the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. This is similar to the Memphis Heat documentary reviewed a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. A couple months. Oh man, that was that was a while ago. Um, from 2012. Yeah, um, and that's basically the, the the title is what it is. This is uh, for those of you unfamiliar. The Glow was a quite a different wrestling program. Started in the mid to late '80s and was done by 1990, but got pretty huge pretty quick. Um, and it was lots of hot ladies wrestling and doing lots of skits and um, kind of taking what Vince started with the sports entertainment in the mid '80s and really taking it to the limit to the edge i guess not really being all that crude but just making it way more entertainment than anything else so mm-hmm. and this is just kind of like the a documentary of that so zom uh you know what i guess i should take the lead since you took the lead on the last one what? um so you synopsized it and you're taking the lead yeah sorry you mother well we could talk at the same time because this is not yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't like a well, you know. This actually has more of a quote unquote plot than the than the uh, Memphis Heat one did. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. well, uh, you know what? Why don't you talk first? What what, it, what do you what are your memories of Glow and what did you like about this movie? Okay, or, or distant. Um, I remember Glow coming along. It seemed like it. It kind of paralleled maybe like when Married with Children. Uh, really got hot in syndication, mm-hmm. and it, it was like they. Uh, uh, it, it was when cable first started putting out these um, um, almost like indie TV shows that were done sort of on the cheap. Yep. But um, the uh, cable companies had gotten to where you know uh, back in in the day uh, you had you know the, the ABC, NBC, CBS, and and the, the usually the channels went off the air after say like ch- late night chiller or theater or something like that at maybe one o'clock in the morning and they played the uh, national anthem went off the air. Well, then when cable really uh, uh, got big, you started getting all these channels and everything. Well, you also uh, you know, the, you know, TV would be on 24 hours a day, so they had to fill some slots. And um, one thing, uh, like I said, Married with Children was a big one, and then that's when they also started filling up TV with infomercials because people would just would pay I, the cable companies. To, I used to watch infomercials like crazy when they fir- when they first started up because we'd never <laughs> seen it. We're like, what the yeah. fuck is this? You know. But basically, uh, ECW was an infomercial for a long time. Uh, uh, they actually paid. To you know, to uh, show their show would be an hour long, mm-hmm. and every commercial would be for the pay per view or for for shows or for their T shirts and stuff. So and this, anyway, this documentary even touches on that too. How mm-hmm. they even they even felt like Glow was almost a commercial. This was only a thirty minute um, show. It was syndicated, right. came on every week. I think it came on for me on Saturday nights. Right. Really, really close to. Um, uh, the WCW or NWA Saturday Night mm-hmm. Show that they had. So yeah, 
And it, it, it was it was done along the lines, honestly, honestly, um, sort of almost kind of a vaudevillian kind of a thing mm-hmm. mixed with maybe like hee-haw. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, like I said, it was low budget. A lot of the comedy wasn't uh, – it it was silly comedy and, and it was lighthearted. And they had a laugh uh, track and everything. I mean it was like yeah. you know, Laugh-In or any of those kind of shows. Yeah. It, it, Laugh-In was another one that it, it, kind, of, it kind of paralleled. Um, I remember, you know, being a big wrestling fan, you know, and just this, this is more towards the product. Uh, when I first saw it, I was like, Oh God, what's this? Because I thought that the, the actual wrestling, I was used to seeing like, there you go. Uh, I was used (laughs) to seeing like, uh, you know, Vivian Vachon and Moolah Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, um, you know, all these famous, Lady wrestlers who who look like tough broads, not and and they could work. I mean, they yeah. really could work. Now, and, and these these girls were never, with the exception of um, the one the, the uh, Ivory the, Ivory who ended up being Ivory in the WWE. Yeah, Tina Tina Ferrari was her name. Tina in Glow. Ferrari, yeah. Lisa Moretti. She, she she had wrestled, and um, there there were a couple. No, of, she actually said she didn't wrestle. She she, she had picked, she picked it up from that. She said none of us – well, she did say – maybe she – just why the way, way she said it, but she said none of us had wrestled before. Like she, we didn't know what we were doing. Well, I thought, I thought What's-Her-Name had, had wrestled that, that, uh, had wrestled a bear and all that shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Matilda the Hun. Who, Matilda the Hun. She yeah. is a funny lady. <laughs> yeah, she, she, she really – I mean you, – you, and that's the thing. They, they had – uh, all shapes and sizes. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. They had big ladies. They had, you know, uh, ones that looked like, you know, models. They had some that were crazy looking and everything. Mm-hmm. And and they kind of went just like they still say today, which they're kind of getting away from, which is they developed their own personalities by taking whatever their personality was and amping it up, right? Uh, like times ten. And um, but I I at first. And I, I don't think I ever – and like I said, this isn't anything against the, the women. You know, After seeing this, I really respect what they did and right. respect the, the show and, and everything and how popular it was. But I never got into it that much other than, it be, other than for TNA because yeah. I thought it was the, – the, the humor was silly and things like that because I was such a old-school wrestling fan right. that I looked at it kind of like, oh, this is – you know. See, this is, so, and, and for me, what's well, I guess an interesting contrast between the two of us, you know, this this you know hit you what when you in your twenties, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 and I was you know twelve, thirteen years old when this started, and I and I think a lot of it, uh, okay, for men, uh, like grown men, I think that the the attraction was the TNA, yeah, okay, but I think that the humor and stuff like that was geared more towards. Uh, kids, yeah, and it's, it's, a, it's a it's a weird mix. I mean, you know, and this is when at this age for me, I started watching wrestling when I was about nine years old. Uh, um, I remember Res- I remember WrestleMania three. I don't know if I've told this story on the show. I didn't understand what pay per views were when I was nine. Or no, I was I was a uh, I was eleven when WrestleMania three started. So I had watched I had started watching wrestling before that, but the I didn't understand what a pay per view was. I didn't un- you know I didn't know that. You know they they were advertising WrestleMania three on like the Sunday morning uh, WWF show, and I got up that Sunday expecting to see fucking Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan on 
USA Network. And I was like, I don't understand. Where the fuck is WrestleMania? And I didn't say that, but where's WrestleMania 3? And it's that kind of thing. But if it was wrestling back then, I was into it. And like, you know, bad, good, doesn't matter. And this is something, you know, I watched WCW, I watched uh, WWF, and I watched Glow as well. And, you know, I remember all these characters. It's, it was a nice, nice uh, nostalgia trip for me. And I didn't have that history with, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> legit at least looking wrestling like tough guys and yeah. all that stuff i mean i had i was i was absorbing it all at the time so this is just but a little bit different the 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 one thing uh, you have the talking heads thing in this documentary which is fine i mean you're going to have that but, but the one thing that i liked was where like you said now the memphis heat documentary i really enjoyed yeah but there with this there was um the parts that intrigued me the most, um, first of all, was uh, other than you know the, the the affection and camaraderie and sisterhood that took place between them was really touching. And I mean, there were there were parts of this where I mean, you know, it it, it makes you a little misty. I was totally teared up by the end. Yeah, um, and, the, what it meant to these ladies, and this is something I really appreciated about this is in wrestling documentaries rarely. Even the ones that WWF produces, there's always going to be some kind of strife or something. Mm-hmm. And I guess there was a little bit in this, but rarely do you see, do you but hear not as much with the girls as it was, uh, you know, as well, far as it far was as more the about the, as far about business, right. And about uh, the you know the men. It, it really That's, you really get you, you, the documentary really makes you feel almost like. You're you're going to or witnessing, and you are a reunion. Now, whether yeah. it would be like a class reunion of people that you went to school with, that you were best friends with, that or guys that were in the military, like my uncle Stevie used to go to his World War II veterans uh, 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 thing with guys that he served in the army with, right. and you know, and stuff like that, and. You're seeing these people, and they and and some of them maybe stayed in contact a little bit here and there with a phone call and everything. But for the most part, I don't think they did. And so this was something that was a, in retrospect, maybe not a huge part of their lives, but it was an important part of their lives. And I think at the time when they were doing it, like the, the, they said several times that you know they were kept so busy and mm-hmm. they had to stay in character and they they were they were going and doing these shows and all this and that and then after it was over because the way it ended was kind of abruptly uh, then in retrospect they they looked back and they thought you know what God you know uh, like stop they, not having time to stop and smell the roses but in retrospect now looking back and thinking you know these people were really an important part of my life and I really mm-hmm. cared about them and they and and the documentary really makes you feel that and like I said now I mean they're they're they're, they're at the, the at the conclusion and by saying the conclusion I'm not wrapping it up now or anything yet but it really did there was a couple of points where I was like man you know and I started getting a little bit get a little bit teary eyed yeah. But um, and that's what they, I that's what I was saying. Like what I really really appreciated about this one is because like like you know like I was saying the with the the male centered wrestling documentaries mm-hmm. and stuff. There's usually talk of drug abuse or just right. some kind of shit or guys having heat yeah. backstage. This one was different because they they all liked each other. It seemed. I mean, or, or maybe even not, they they didn't, and they really only touch on if anybody had any problems with anybody else. But for the most part, 
you know, the women were all very close and they missed each other. And that, and I liked that. That, that. that was a nice little change up on the wrestling documentary, I guess. And you had, you had, um, for the most part, um, you had, uh, the the male wrestlers you had like Larry Zabisco is on there and <laughs> and I'm kind of like okay God hey there's Larry Zabisco but then I was uh, it was just really brief and he and he kind of you know made a statement about you know when it when they came along and everything mm-hmm. but I was like you know okay why was Larry Zabisco but then more probably more or less to give you know just to give a a you know, I don't want to say real pro wrestlers perspective, but something like that. He was there at that time and he, you know, witnessed it and he was giving the perspective of, you know, okay, they came along, they did this, they did that and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, you also had uh, Mondo Guerrero. Oh, and I God. think a lot of people <laughs> that listen to our show, you know, knew Eddie Guerrero mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, from WWF, WWE. And, you know, he had a huge family. His dad was Gory Guerrero, who was a really famous uh, Mexican wrestler. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and then Chab- the whole, the all the brothers, and, Hector yeah, yeah. and Mondo. And um, so anyway, he, he they hired him <laughs> because the Guerreros were mostly based out of California. Right. Uh, and they hired him to train the girls. And like he said, you know, I'm, they're bringing in all these women and some of them were just actresses. Some of them were models. Some of them, you know, were who know? Like the one uh, girl was a, a Mount uh, Fiji was a uh, shot putter, yeah. a, an Olympic shot putter, um, and she, you know, obviously had some um, athletic skills. Uh, but he had to just basically take these girls that knew nothing and and teach them from 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 the bottom up, you know, from scratch how to not get hurt. Was is really the main thing, uh, you know, with learning how to 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 fall and do that stuff. Right. So it was kind of cool. I, I enjoyed that. He, they made him look like a fucking crazy man because yeah. he's just like he's like you got to do this, and he's like whipping his hair. His he's got long gray hair now, and he's sitting in the, what looks like this wooden throne with like cactuses <laughs> around. <laughs> it looks like you a fucking madman. You should see freaking uh, Chavo, uh, Chavo, Chavo, Chavo uh, Senior. Yes. He is uh he's the one that's been getting into it with Conan oh, right. <laughs> lately because Chavo likes to get into his cups and he is uh he is very uh, has he has an ego. He was an amateur wrestler and stuff and he was brought up uh you know like I said from the bottom up from his not only his dad to to do it the right way and to respect respect the business no matter what and uh there's been several times at like Cauliflower Alley club uh events in California, where these old wrestlers who are like you know seventy, eighty years old get together, and Chavo shows up, and sometimes uh, like he almost picked a fight or got in a fight with Vern Gagne, who's like eighty years old and has dementia and shit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so anyway, but anyway, um, <laughs> one of the highlights of the of the documentary, and uh, and I think it's uh, the the people that shot the movie, the documentarians. Uh, you know, it was good for them to pick out uh, certain girls to kind of be the focus. Yeah, yeah. And and one of the main focuses was Mount Fiji because she, first of all, I I didn't hear anybody say anything bad about her. Right. She she had like a really sweet personality, uh, even though she was pro- she was she was she would be like the Andre the Giant of this group mm-hmm. because she was really big. You know, she's a big woman. Uh, she was an Olympic shot putter, so she 
had strength training. I mean, she was on uh, like a talk show, and I can't remember. It wasn't. Uh, oh, I can't remember what uh, game show host it was. I mean, he was a grown man, and she picked oh, him up. The, like oh, oh, Bob Eubanks. It was yeah, on. Bob it was Eubanks. on uh, Card Sharks. Yeah. For some reason, the Glow Girls were in that, and it's funny. I remember all of those fucking. Uh, show appearances too i remember when they were on family feud yeah that that was the there was like a whole week i think of wrestling of wrestlers on family feud i remember watching that it was on there in the summer i think it's like brian um, pillman's on there brian pillman and uh yeah against the glow girls i gotta find the uh i gotta find the highlights i think there's there's probably there's highlights on youtube of that or something but the um I remember that because I used to watch Family Feud. It used to come on in the morning on, uh, and I would, my my grandmother w- during the summers was our. That's where we would hang out while my mom worked, and uh, the, <laughs> I watched. I remember watching Family Feud. I remember when that came on. How excited I was for that. That was pretty awesome. I, I found one part to be very interesting. First of all, in what they didn't say and what they didn't talk about or show. And that was um, some of the behind-the-scenes guys, like yeah. the commentator, uh, David McLean. Uh, he was a big part of it because he was on-air talent in that he was the, the uh, work commentator. Mm-hmm. But he was also the guy that came up with the idea, and for some reason he – decided not to participate in the documentary yeah and then the the guy that they hired on as the director and they they touch on this in the documentary the director simber might simber he was tied to the guy that owned the riviera hotel which which is where most of those shows were filmed right and he was he had a total different view like he kind of brought the campiness to to it the 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 Mm -hmm. The, you know the bad the the corny jokes and the family the family the uh the hee haw kind of kind of right. humor and then you know that that's and he also he also for whatever reason didn't want right. to be interviewed for it and well I, and, and it was definitely there was a silver and gold connection that I didn't see or didn't know about until I watched the documentary which was this guy uh, Rickless who was the owner of the Riviera mm-hmm. was married to Pia Zadora <laughs> <laughs> and we've had several requests to do Pia Zadora movies yeah um but yeah I I that that really um made me wonder and even Sember uh he showed up at the kind of the 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 uh, reunion they had, but he still wouldn't do like an interview, and and uh, and he, you know, I think that the, because the, uh, those guys were management, mm-hmm. and you know, it probably had to do a lot with um, you know how the girls were treated, what they were paid. I mean, anytime you're dealing with management, you're going to have uh, fits. They said the one guy would, uh, I think it was Sember, uh, he would. Uh, it was almost like I've heard Vince McMahon does the same thing. He has like all these psychology books that he reads and everything. And so he plays people. He pits them against each other, causes like uh, turmoil and shit just to keep control. Right. He, they said he would call the girls. He would be like, you know, you look like you look fat. You look like shit today. Uh, yeah. Are you sure you want you those know? olives on your salad? And, yeah. And just yeah. I mean, he, so I think that there was probably some – some bad feelings there. Now it seemed like when he showed up at the reunion, a lot of the girls uh, put that aside just be, just to uh, you know remember because uh, you, you could tell there were some some of them that that uh, you know had bad feelings about how they were treated maybe. But then like Mount Fiji, 
uh, she even went into it and said, I'm not going into this. Uh, I'm going into this, you know, happy and, and everything. And uh, uh, there were one part where she, she said, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, she literally would put her sunglasses on because she would start to you know, tear up. <laughs> oh, that got which me. Was, it was emotional. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it really yeah. was. Um, but so, I mean, I know that the, the uh, like I said, we got a, a – um, a screener for this, you know, um, I don't know. I, I asked, you know, or had talked to, um, um, the, the, uh, you know, person who's in kind of in charge of their marketing and, uh, wanted to get some questions to the, you know, the actual, you know, creators of this and their mm-hmm. ideas. And, and, uh, it was kind of, it was a little bit, uh, short notice, yeah, yeah. uh, because I thought, you know, the, the person I was talking to, I thought that's who it was. And then she said, no, you know, I'm just, you know, you know, actually doing their, their marketing, but I'll pass this along. So we didn't get, we didn't get, um, some of that, you know, stuff that would be, you know, would have been good. But, um, I think that, um, what I was going to say was I don't know if this – what we saw was 100 percent the finished product. Right. Uh, their, you know, their, their Kickstarter is, is, was a success. They, right. had a, they had a certain goal and they, meet that, they met that on, on at the beginning of July. I know reading through their Kickstarter that the DVD – I don't know if it's going to – yeah, Blu-ray says that because part of the funding was for their DVD and Blu-ray replication. But um, you know, there's, I know there's more than an hour extra of interviews that, that are not on here. Um, and some other extra stuff. Apparently, there was a roundtable discussion with Billy Corgan and Little Egypt Hollywood and Matilda the Hunt, <laughs> which would be really fucking <laughs> interesting. Um, you know, with Billy Corgan. Billy Corgan. Uh, if anybody doesn't know that, you know, the former lead singer of Smashing Pumpkins, I guess still, I guess they, they just released an album. But um, he actually runs a uh, <laughs> runs a, a wrestling promotion. He's a huge wrestling fan, which has always been oh, yeah, bizarre yeah. to me. Um, Isn't he on the Oh yeah, Honky Tonk Band show? I was gonna say I was gonna say the Conan show, but uh, he uh, he's been on the Honky Tonk Man That's show cool. a few That's times. Cool. So uh, there's there's more here, and I'm curious if any of the if they'll touch on any of the more behind the scenes stuff because you know the the interviews we get are mainly how they got started and then kind of what it was like being a glow girl, and not not as much like mm-hmm. any of the weird drama that might have happened. And that one scene with that. I forgot. I forgot the wrestler's name that broke her elbow. That was fucking. Just oh gross. my god! That was so brutal. I could not. That was. It wasn't quite as bad as Sid. No. Uh, uh, vicious, but it was bad. Good so god. if you're squeamish, there's there's a part of this. Now, as I said before, with the uh, Pia Zadora thing, that I I just saw one of my notes, which is another silver and gold connection, is uh, the director Matt Sember, uh, who is pretty prominent in this. I mean, mm-hmm. he's the one guy in this that. Uh, that uh, they actually came to the thing. He didn't speak, uh, uh, you know, other than to speak to Mount uh, uh, Fiji. And but um, uh, Matt Sember was uh, married to Jane Mansfield, and so that was kind of cool. Oh, you know, cool. I didn't, I yeah, didn't yeah. know that. So I, I imagine I, I was wondering if if he was the husband that was married to her, uh, you know, when she got killed in the car wreck. So I'd have to, I'll have to look that up. I'm not really sure, but I, I really being a wrestling fan. And like I said, now I was not a fan of glow. Right. Uh, because I think at the time, I think if I watched it now, I would look at it almost like as sort of, I don't, I don't know if I want to say Andy Kaufman esque, it's a time or, capsule. Like no. this, that kind of show. I don't. I don't think it could make it now. Now they've tried, um, right. it, and it's apparently still around. Um, 
uh, Jimmy Hart and Jimmy Hart. I, I think one of the guys that was somebody that worked on this um, tried to make what they called Wrestlelicious. Um, it's it, it definitely uh, they use sketch comedy and songs and stuff like that. There was a um, there was a preview out for it for a while with Jimmy singing and stuff. And I mean, according to the Wikipedia page, it's still around. November sixteenth, twenty ten is when it started, but there's only been thirteen episodes. Well, I, I think today you would have to have. I, I think that I think the the uh, the 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 thing would be you'd have to have a lot of TNA. You'd have mm-hmm, to have mm-hmm. really really good. You couldn't go back to now. You might uh, see that's the thing. I think that they they screw up even with WWE is going for just like the bodybuilder chiseled guys. Right. If they just went for nothing but the really good looking girls, yeah, you could have the majority of them be like fitness models and be really attractive, like the divas and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you have to have. You know the awesome Kong or the Mount Fiji or uh, you know uh, 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 you know Matilda the Hun and and these girls like that because they all come in different shapes and sizes and that's one thing I liked about Glow they could have very easily even back then just went for nothing but penthouse pets Playboy models yeah, yeah. and stuff like that but having a variety is good yes. I mean it, it's it's uh, visually stimulating and you know. Uh, seeing a good-looking girl getting pummeled by some, you know, big, you know, strong <laughs> woman that's just, you know, destroying them—that's kind of hot. And she was, and, anyway. a, and she was a Nazi too, which is pretty, yeah, like yeah. because you know, you you get the USSR. Everyone did every pro- wrestling promotion back then did a Soviet character, at least one. I I honestly don't remember any straight-up Nazi wrestlers. Well, I th- I think. Um, which right is- after World War II, you had you had um, some wrestlers that were Nazis, and then some wrestlers that were German and played it up. But they like um, I like Baron von Raschke never. I don't right, think, right, okay. Yeah, he well, never I, did the he never did the Nazi thing, but he yeah, was definitely at like one time he he wore a cape that had like an iron cross on it, but it didn't have a swastika on it. And Hans Schmidt was like a a, a, a Teutonic knight. I mean, he was a German, but they didn't play it up like a, a Nazi that he right, right. you know concentration camp and he's fighting you know the Jewish wrestler or anything like that. You had you had some guys like that were close. Fritz von Erich was. Sort of, he would do the Heil Hitler salute. Uh, I seen, I, I'm pretty sure he did. I, well, maybe not. I think maybe he just did the goose step. Like he would just do. Yeah, the stomp yeah. And the he did. He, and he did the German accent at first. But I think he even lost yeah. that after a while. There were there was a lot of uh, Germans, but they 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 kind of walked a fine line. You know, they didn't want to. You know, especially my God, if you were in uh, like New York or someplace like that where there was a big Jewish population, my God, they probably got somebody killed. <laughs> it was bad enough when they would have. You know, when Pedro Morales was. Uh, the world champion of the WWWF, and they had that giant Puerto Rican population. My God, uh, Blackjack Mulligan's beating him up in the ring, and uh, a guy jumps in the ring with like a hawkbill knife and slashed Blackjack Mulligan from like his, you know, all the way down his leg, and he had stuck Jesus. the knife in pig fat, so it got infected really bad, and he almost died. I mean, there was a lot of shit like that. So, uh, you know, heat went so far, but I think that they kind of walked a fine line with that. But, um, you know, in Glow, um, it was so campy. Yeah, it was silly. That even if she came out and, you know, gave the Nazi salute and did stuff like that. (laughs) They had swastikas on their hats and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, I I thought in a strange way, in a strange way, 
Um, I always thought that the Russian chick was kind of hot in a dominatrix kind oh, of Oh, yeah, and she's still of, very attractive. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of these women are. Now, some of them looks like they went the way of like plastic surgery and, and too much tanning. Um, Hollywood, for instance, is one of them. She had a big boob job and everything. I, and I posted an image yeah, of her. that was quite obvious when you were watching it. Yeah, I posted a, a, a link to a Playboy archive where you could get the – the, you could see that glow. There, there's a there's a Playboy article talked about in the movie that what they talked about women wrestlers and in particular glow, and um, Hollywood is post she posed for it, um, and she I mean she looked perfectly good, but she got this you know giant kind of ridiculous looking boob job, and then um, you know Farmer's daughter was another one. She was maybe the fucking hottest one, and you know it looks like she maybe had some plastic surgery and like tanned way too much, so her skin got kind of old looking and stuff. You had you had one thing too that they showed, and this this is apparent if you follow any of like the older pro wrestlers, like I said, Cauliflower Alley or mm-hmm. or the convention I was going to go to or the shoot interviews where they interview them. Uh, even these girls, the, 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 a lot of the bumps and stuff that they took compared to today or compared to the pro wrestlers of that day were, were mild, but you still see the wear and tear yeah. on their bodies. Like you said, the one girl dislocates her elbow in the middle of the match. Oh, God. God. Now and th- and then there was a lot of them that I remember when Eddie did that in the match on a frog oh, splash. That was his, like his first match in the WWE. Oh my yeah. god, his that fucking elbow! Oh, and but, I remember when Bob Holly broke his fucking arm in the middle of a match and he finished the match. Yeah, that was when Brock got pissed off and dropped him on his head or whatever. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, Bob was a bully. Uh, but uh, when you get into a when you're a bully and you get into the ring with a human gorilla <laughs> that's an NCAA wrestling champion and ends up being like a, a, a UFC champion and everything, guess what? Uh, your bulliness uh, can be negated. All bullies get their, get what they deserve in the end. Anyway, but um, what I was going to say was um, several uh, uh, of the girls, and this I think – had more to do uh, the 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 and this isn't any disrespect whatsoever because I really do respect what these girls do especially after listening to them and seeing their story and everything but uh, several of the of the girl wrestlers that were heavy I think because of their weight you know like I said maybe diabetes oh, yeah. or the effects on their joints and stuff like that are you know not completely disabled but they're they're pretty you know they were in some in pretty bad shape and. And not really that old. No, uh, no. You know. I think I think Matilda's probably the oldest one that came out of there. But she said she didn't even make it until she was thirty-five. Like she, right. this is a lady that has wrestled a bear because no other guys would. <laughs> and there was a clip of her, a funny clip of her. I think on Arsenio or one of those talk shows. Uh, you know, challenging Hulk Hogan to a fight, and yeah. <laughs> it was pretty funny. She's she, a really, she, she's she was a, a natural. She's a funny lady. Now she no. You know, and I mentioned this in our review for uh, for Kansas City Bomber that you know she she did that very very worked eighties roller derby as well. Um, I because I remember her there first, and yeah. um, but and 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 she was in the one of the cage movies that James and I reviewed a couple of weeks ago. She played like she was in a bar. She's like, now you wouldn't hit a lady, would you, or something like that. And the guy like in red brown like elbows her in the face or something. And anyway. <laughs> Is <laughs> yeah. that the same scream that when they when in uh, the second Rambo when they had him tied to the uh, bed springs and they electrocuted him? And he went, it's he did very that. possible that screams in a lot of places. Yeah. It's, it's it's second only probably behind the Wilhelm scream. So. I've heard that scream in my bedroom a couple of times. <laughs> Not coming from you. 
Well, there you go. Um, there's a couple quotes I like it. I like from this. Uh, I remember when they were on Donahue. And I, when Donahue says, uh, if you're not watching wrestling, you're missing a major part of our culture. I thought that was pretty cool. And then um, the uh, when Ivory, another another lady that aged very well, um, Tina, or sorry, Lisa Moretti. Um, she was a cutie, and she you could tell she she was very athletic. She was and, very good in WWE too. F, she was uh, she was a. a, a Really good. I mean, she was. If, if we, when they brought the started bringing in just the divas mm. and a lot of those girls, they were really hot and pretty and had the you know big fake boobs and, stuff and like wrestled that. about as well as I could. Yeah, they couldn't wrestle that well. I she fucking wore them out. <laughs> yeah, she could work. You know, yeah, she yeah. knew how to work. But uh, she said, "What's her quote is what makes us alike is that we're different from most gals, and it shows them all kind of like gathered there, and mm. it was it was nice." So, um, but uh, before we wrap up, I will ask. What did you think? You know, they just like in a lot of documentaries like this, they kind of give a modern day, a today update for the people. What do you think about Hollywood's private wrestling videos? Um, I have seen um, things like this in the past, and there are a lot of like female bodybuilders and you know, I guess you know female wrestlers and stuff like that that do this, and there's no, there's no. There's not sex involved or anything like that. They used to sell these videos in the back of like <laughs> wrestling and bodybuilding magazines back when I was a kid. And uh, basically these guys – and they call them schmoes. Uh, they're, the, they're the marks well, or whatever. That the one they take- were showing, the, they're filming. That guy, he looked like, it looked like a home invasion. He had a mask on, like yeah, a ski well, mask. Yeah, well, I mean they, they'll, they'll pretty much set up scenarios – so and, we probably just so saw the beginning before she turned it on him, right? Well, I mean, it, it's it's whatever the guy wants. You know, they 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 probably just say, you know, okay, there's no sex or anything, but if you want to do this, we'll do this. If you want to do this, I mean, basically, when you're when you're a big, um, strong, muscular woman or whatever like that, mm-hmm. um, and your job has been glow or your job has been, uh, like I said, female bodybuilding competition or something like that. Um, there's not a lot of jobs other than you know uh, uh, other than going and just getting a regular job type job, and they can make good money. Where these these guys, these schmoes who are you know marks or whatever, will pay them like five hundred dollars, a thousand dollars to. I've seen some of them where the guys just want the girls to just beat the shit out of them. They'll put them in headlocks, and these girls have these great big muscular thighs, and will just squeeze their heads until their heads turn purple. They'll choke them until they can't breathe. <laughs> they, they, they and the guys don't even fight back. They just it's it's like a a dominant thing. They like these big muscular women. But yeah, I've I've seen that before, That's and funny. and you know it's. What it is. I thought of you immediately when I saw it. it said Hollywood makes private wrestling videos. Like, uh oh, yeah. <laughs> nobody's dominating me. Um, so uh, we can get into our ratings here. What did you think? Um, I enjoyed it. I I thought it was good. I mean, as far as documentaries go, I thought it was done well. Mm-hmm. It was entertaining. I think that first of all, I think that uh, women, uh, even if they didn't watch this or didn't like wrestling it's like lipstick and dynamite i think that it's because uh it's from a woman's perspective and it's a it's a a kind of a counterculture thing uh i think that women can watch this uh even if they're not into sports and things like that and just uh the camaraderie and the stuff even the um 
I don't think they they didn't go well. I was just going to say they didn't really go into too much about like sexual harassment or anything. But when your boss is sitting there saying, you know, calling you a fat ass or you look like you got uh, mashed potatoes in your tights or something like that, that's pretty fucking degrading. Yeah. And uh, so I mean, stuff like that they could deal with. I think guys would like it because I know a lot of guys that were fans of this and that were fans of the TNA and stuff. But also just as a um, like I said, kind of a different culture. I like the way they handled it. They had the talking head stuff, but it wasn't it wasn't too much of that. Yeah. And and they showed the footage and and they and, and I think the thing about the guys not wanting to speak on camera, it actually even though I kind of want to know why, yeah, it kind of gives like a uh, a little bit of mystery uh, 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 and kind of is like, oh, you know, I wonder what's going on here, mm-hmm. and that that kind of keeps you interested in everything. So I liked it. I would give it as far as documentaries go and something that's entertaining that kept me in- interested. I couldn't wait to watch it, and I wasn't disappointed. Uh, Eight point five. Cool. Um, I'm I'm very close to you. The um, uh, this is more of where you know where Memphis Heat was almost like like one of those like machete maidens kind of things where it was just like highlight after highlight after highlight. This one had a, a narrative of you know glow beginning and ending. Um, uh, there's a lot I learned from this, um, and being a being a wrestling fan, I know helps. But like you know, like you were saying, I think. I think women in general, even anybody in general could get into this because it doesn't necessarily glorify wrestling in any way. You don't have to be a wrestling mm-hmm. fan to, to get it. And, um, it just, it worked. Um, and it was, it was well paced in that you get more and more because I, I liked that so many women from the organization took part Right, um, and they kind of slowly reveal more and more about everything as it goes on, which it was it was very so it was very well paced for a documentary too. And I give it a nine out of ten. I would watch this again. I thought it was oh yeah really good. The um the the director Brett Woodcomb and I, so I just want to thank you know the the producers the uh, the marketing and the and and Brett Whitcomb he directed it he also directed the um Rock of Fire Explosion documentary which is that that came out a few years ago that's been on Netflix instant so um this is two this is his second second documentary so but um I want to thank all of them for giving us a chance to review this and you know I like the gentleman say you know, we're not we're not just going to give this a good rating because someone gave it to us to review. Like we we we're being honest with this one, and it's 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 worth checking out for anybody, in my opinion. And I hope that it comes out sooner rather than later on uh, for home uh, video or whatever, so everybody can can uh, definitely check it out. So yeah, I I I think uh, I definitely our fans will uh, will, oh, will yeah, like it definitely. and. Uh, um, you know, I, I hope that it's uh, it, we can spread the word and get it out there so that uh, you know more people can you know bother some people to put it on either the internet or on Netflix or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. because I think it's going to be a hit. Uh, Glow was a was a you know it was different. There's so a- many people that watch this and 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 uh, back then I probably didn't think of it like that, but now I mean when you hear Glow. I mean, it's almost like a household word, yeah. You know, and it's it's like I was saying, it was it's funny how much of a time capsule this is. Totally a product of the '80s, 
Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like it's still uh, the humor and everything. And um, so, you know, there's the nostalgia. And, you know, the women were, they, you know, they might not have been the most talented wrestlers in the world, but they, you know, they did, went out and did their thing. And I don't know that it could happen again. They, Yeah. It's it's good. Good, good, good flick. So let's take a break and uh, come back and do our feedback. Yeah. Oh. Cool. We'll be right back. No one would have believed in the first years of the 21st century that Hammer films were being watched from an entertainment standpoint. I don't believe it. No one could have dreamed that Amicus films were being scrutinized as someone with a microscope studies creatures that swarm and multiply in a drop of water. Few men even considered the possibility that this area of film still had anything to offer. And yet, across the gulf of space, minds immeasurably superior to our own regarded this podcast with envious eyes. And slowly and surely, they drew their plans against it. The Hamacus Podcast. Hammer and Amicus, and every tenuous link in between. Hamacus.com and iTunes. Cheers. Fried green tomato on my break, and it was good. It had goat cheese on the top. I expect nothing less. <laughs> it's cheese. been in the refrigerator for like fucking two weeks. I'm probably going to die of food poisoning. Okay, I was thinking about this for some reason. Goddamn, when was it? I? Just out of the blue, I was thinking about this, because this still fucking bugs me. You busted my nuts for drinking whole milk at fucking Horror Hound. Not because but it's bad you- for you. But then you stuff fucking cheese like you've never had a fucking piece of cheese in your life. Like you're a giant rat. What's the difference? I don't know. Drinking milk is like drinking cream or drink. I don't know. Ugh. What's wrong? Oh, jeez. I don't well, see, I don't I see whole what's... milk as a refreshing beverage. It, it's more of like it's almost like an ingredient. It's so like, oh, and then you eat fucking like milk that's been like just <laughs> left to get mold on it. Isn't that what cheese is? Sort of something like that. It's got whatever. enzymes. Enzymes. Oh, ooh. <laughs> anyway, whatever. 
All right. Uh, we're gonna do Even when we're not talking and you're not around, I think about ways that you have either fucking did me, done me, done me wrong, <laughs> or questioned my authority. Don't question my authority, oh, motherfucker! I was probably cutting grass or something out there. Just stop the mower and go. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He made fun of my milk. Fucking god damn it! No, I got, I got milk last night. I got whole chocolate milk at work last night. Okay, it was uh, good too, baby. <laughs> daddy. I okay. could felch, felch, felch that. Felch milk. <laughs> out of, uh, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. All right. We got, some, Hansen. We, got, we got something or other here. Yeah, let's it do it. Let's do it. Whatever this is. Wow. Silver gold. I am driving around the Wasatch Mountains, around the bends very fast, just like the start of the Italian job, with your wee man in his convertible. Now, not me. Now, it's quite a dangerous journey to be having and phoning, but I am so fucking angry that you do not remember what Harry Connick Jr. did in fact sing in Memphis Bell. Now, of course, Memphis Bell is one of those films that proves that World War II was fought entirely by American actors, but that doesn't <laughs> excuse the fact that you forgot that Harry Connick Jr. did sing Danny Boy after our wonderful competition that I so graciously won back in the day. <laughs> Now, I tap-danced with Harry Connick Jr. on Christmas Eve seven years ago. And it's a highlight of my life. So please, Silver and Gold, please remember when Harry does his best and sings. Good night. God bless. And may your God go with you. <laughs> may your God go with you, is that what he said? Fucking Sammy. <laughs> Sammy does a good Bryn accent. They t- he tries to fucking like pull one over on us. I wonder if I could find Harry Connick Jr. singing Memphis Bell. I mean, me singing Danny Boy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when I was looking up Danny Boy to put it on um, the the thing uh, the the page, mm-hmm. I think Harry Connick Jr. I found it on YouTube. Ooh. Uh, <sighs> see if this will play. What do you think of Harry Connick Jr.? Eh, he's, he seems all right. I don't know anything about him. Oh, that's loud. Sorry. That he's really loud. And, you know. <laughs> Come on. Where's my... Now that's good advice. Oh, my God. This is a fucking five-minute clip. Where's the singing? Where's the singing? And uh, I'm sure you know who I mean. They're just about to become... Come on. Danny boy, where are you? There we go. And on the roses falling. It's you, it's you. God damn, he was young. Must go, and I must buy. Come on, come on, come on. Eric Stoltz dancing with a hobbit. Eric Stoltz. Those balloons are going to fall anyway. There they go. The balloons Whoa. fall. All right. So, cool. Thank you, uh, Sammy, for that voicemail. Fucking heathen. Uh, I next voicemail. Maybe. Here we go. Hello. This is Jason Statham. <laughs> I heard that you uh, through the grapevine that you have a problem with me. 
got a problem with the way I act. The movies I choose. I got a problem with your impression. For some reason, think anybody who likes me or doesn't like me is gay. Something. I don't know. I, I'm all a okay with you not liking some of my movies. So, like Lex Luger. When you call me out, when you show, when your Facebook group is doing, Statham's got a problem, alright? So, I'm gonna give you one little warning. Lay it off, buddy. I'm gonna come down there to Terry, North Carolina. I'm, I'm gonna transport my foot up your ass. Alright? I'm gonna grab your balls and crank them. I'm gonna give you a bank job. You don't even wanna know what that is. Let's just say it's even worse than any type of rim job or, and it's not as good as a blow job. I can promise you that. Alright? And you know what? In the name of the king, I am the best actor, action star today. See, I may be in a movie called The Expendables, but the only person expendable here is you, Loaf. As for Zom, I like you, Zom. You're good, Zom. I'm okay with you. See, you know that Chet Chaos is one of the greatest characters ever invented. And you know that Jason Statham is one of the best working today. You know that Killer Elite is one of the finest action films made in the past ten years. It's this generation's Die Hard. Except it's nothing like Die Hard, but you know what I mean. Yeah. All right, now look. I gotta go. All right, because I'm like you, Loaf. I've got important things. Yeah, you see, I actually work on movies. You want a little, you want a little side note to why you theater? It's possibly closing. It's because of me. You see, you turned down the Jason Statham Marathon movie festival thing that I wanted. Oh, because you're too good for some crank films and transporters. Uh, uh, and my horse cock, that's right, I got a horse cock, you got a little cock. Alright, so you, you think that through, buddy. You have a Jason State the Marathon, the Galaxy Theater is safe. And uh, to all the people in this group, I do want to say they're supporting me, thank you. Especially to one lovely lady named Valencia. She is just a doll. I appreciate this every day. Oh yeah, I forgot Valencia was a big statement Except for you, love you, you'll fuck yourself. Alright? Peace out, bitch. Well, you know what? I'm telling you what, if we don't start getting a little bit more fucking effort out of that boy, <laughs> that, that, that's like two major half-assed efforts. On, I mean, I'm serious, man. That that, a, that, 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 okay, as far as effort goes, it was okay. The, the, no, the, the accent. No, don't you even fucking try and cover up. That had, was fucking pathetic. It had the content. It had yeah, the content. But isn't the whole point of fucking doing an impression to sound not like uh, Justin Bolter, the cinemasochist? Motherfucker! He should have done it as John Lovitz. <laughs> no shit. I'm calling you out. <laughs> oh You're getting God. a rim job. Waka waka. All right. Uh, that, uh, that, I'm, I'm not even joking. That was hard to fucking sit through. Next voice. Not, not because it was that. It was, it was bad. It was hard to sit through because it was bad. But it was hard to sit through because it was embarrassing. <laughs> it, was, it was so bad. Next voicemail. Fuck. Hey, Sylvan Gold, this is Cody. I've been meaning to I mean, Cody. for a while. Uh, just say that I think your show is super cool. Yeah. I look forward to it being posted every week. Um, yeah. And, oh, yeah. I, uh, I tried to watch Dudes a few days ago on YouTube, <laughs> but uh, I forget the guy's name. It's like a a department store or something. It's like Bloomingdale's or like. He's going to be at Horror Hound, Robot. His last name is. 
He's the fat guy with the mohawk in the movie. He's just no shit, he's a horror Not just in that, but in most things he's in, and I just could not. I was about 12 minutes, uh, and I just couldn't. I couldn't do it anymore. And, uh, oh, yeah, uh, on the, uh, the, the theater closing, I worked uh, at a little, like, weirdly, like, horribly managed theater. It was mostly showed, like, a foreign and, like, art movies uh, while I was, while I was during those, like, summers while I was uh, home from school. And it, uh, and it, it got closed not too long ago. Um, it's kind of a weird theater. It actually did uh, the worst numbers of any uh, for Avatar of any first-run theater in the country. Wow! Which I guess is something you can like kind of hang your hat on. But uh, we don't even mess with movies. Yeah, like that. it's always it's always sad when you see a cool little theater uh, go away. So I don't know if uh, to any listeners out there, like if you can go to the like the smaller theater. Or like the weird theater or something like that. Go go patronize that one. Just uh, it's uh, the, it may be a little bit hotter or like the seats may have rips in it or something. But like if if they're showing something different, I don't know. Go go check it out. They're 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 worthy of uh, of your money and time and all that. Uh, keep up the great work, guys. Uh, love your show. Like I said earlier, and talk to you soon. Bye. Yeah, we don't need another fucking grocery store, motherfuckers. Boop. Cool. Thanks, Cody. Um, yeah, still, a uh, theater update, um, uh, still waiting. Uh, we're playing the waiting game, so we had, like, a fucking media frenzy as far as, as far as a small town in North Carolina will have a media frenzy. Um, and then it kind of died off, and now we're just kind of waiting to see what the decision is by the, p- the property owners, if they're going to go forward with their plan or not, so we'll see, we'll see. Still don't know anything, so... Cool. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Next. Thanks. Feedback. Hey, Sylvan Gold. This is Cody. Oh, I that is not you. the next feedback. Hey, Rip. Here's the next feedback. Silver and gold. This is <laughs> And Silver. I am sitting in a Chick-fil-A parking lot eating a banana pudding milkshake mm-hmm. because... Chick-fil-A is delicious, and much like North Carolina, Chick-fil-A doesn't like gay people and doesn't want them to get married, so they're not open on Sunday. they deserve my money, <laughs> as I'm sure you two will agree. Now, Gays you two are much to pass judgment, at least Zom isn't. After all, we know all about Eric von Hammerstein Hormel <laughs> and his ties to exterminating the Jews, so... Just remember that when you're eating that tasty chili, who knows where that meat is coming from. What the fuck is he talking about? Mm. God, this milkshake is so good. Anyways, I'm calling in regards to me bearing the resemblance of some character in some movie. Um, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I haven't seen the movie, but I have seen that actor before. He played the uh, long-haired freshman weirdo who kept touching his nose like he had an ice cream headache and dazed and confused. <laughs> and I don't know how I'm supposed to respond to this. Is this a positive thing? Is this Is large huge? Yes. Um, talking oh. massive amounts of shit to me over the internet and people's ear holes without me knowing it? I demand a more thorough 
answer. A response, if you will, Bede. Um, and finally, <laughs> to piggyback off of a conversation last week in the movie that just won't go away, <laughs> that being Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Mm. It's so tasty. Um, <laughs> yeah, if that I movie sucked, if by some weird chance, you know, <laughs> universally that movie sucked, the conversation will not be, you know, this movie just wasn't that good. But it definitely wasn't a prefabricated cult movie. That's not the conversation. The conversation would be, this movie sucks because it is prefabricated cult bullshit. The only reason I say that is because prefabricated cult only becomes an insult, only becomes a thing when the movie sucks ass. Um, Ultimately, it's kind of a smokescreen. It's just another way to simply and shortly and eloquently put that a movie sucks balls. It usually doesn't have much to do with why it sucked. Sometimes it does. Wows. But, um, yeah, that's all I'm getting at. It's just another little buzzword that, you know, we like to bandy about sometimes. And, you know, I'm definitely a culprit. I'm not trying to, you know, point fingers at anybody. I'm just saying prefabricated cult, it means very little. It means about as much as overrated or underrated. It's all about, you know, how you look at it, how you see it, its relative word, how you think other people see it, blah, 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 blah. Well, I'm going to end this conversation and finish this banana pudding milkshake. This is delicious, and I hate gay people. And I want one of these. <laughs> I hate gay people. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I'm. Uh, you know, the the prefab cult thing's a weird one, and I guess he 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 has a good point, and I, I still think there's some movies out there who they're they're a little try hard with their. Uh, being, I guess, bad. You know, they're bad on purpose. You know, there's movies that are bad just because, you know, they're tongue-in-cheek or they don't have the budget or the talent or whatever. But then you have people that, put, you know, I guess the debate's out there whether they have talent or not. Um, maybe like... Hobo with shotgun. <laughs> like Hobo. Like, um, is it Asylum Pictures? Is that the one that does all the... Kind of like direct-to-video horror films. They're they're kind of like rip-offs of uh, of um. <laughs> I don't fucking no! I don't care anymore. Who cares? Crank sucks dick. Jason Statham sucks dick. Jason Statham sucks Statham. dick. You know. So sorry, Statham, when you listen to this episode, because I know you will, Daddy. He's gonna go to fucking uh, Pennsylvania and find fucking the Cinemasicus <laughs> to beat his goddamn. Ass. <laughs> That's fucked up, dude. I'm serious. I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm not happy. I'm not happy with you right now. <sighs> bring it, motherfucker. You got it in you. You fucking bring it. You bring it or you don't fucking bring it or you don't even don't even fucking call. Next time you bring it. <laughs> well, I'm fucking disgusted. So that was it. Will for, will uh, be uh, double because you know Will. I, when <laughs> I'm disgusted with Justin, Will fucking is twice as disgusted. Will put that call out too. So yes, and he <laughs> he knew that it was going to be beyond his abilities, and he's like trying to like you know when you tell your kid, oh yeah, swing for the fences, and you know they can't even fucking you know Run hit the, the ball first without falling. Yeah, you know, come on, dude. That's that, Gilbert. <laughs> <sighs> so that's it Whatever. for the show. Oh Just shit, we didn't decide what we're watching next week. Do you want to do? Do you want to do the uh, the uh, Southern sweaty flesh movies? Yes. All right. So next week, 
we are doing i got to open them up here. We're doing a couple of... Uh, What's that called? What's that called? Yes. I know. I know. I was opening them up. Um, we're doing a couple of, uh, I guess, owning owning flesh in the sweaty south. We're going to do a, a, a... We're going to review Black Snake Moan. Oh, yeah. From 2006. Um Starring Samuel L. Jackson and a naked <laughs> Christina Ricci. She's a little, a little malnourished, but good lord, does she bring right. the boobage. And, yeah. um, and then we're going to do a movie from 1956 called Baby Doll, starring Carl Malden, Carol Baker, and Eli Wallach. Yes. So, should be good. I haven't seen that one, so. It's a steamy tale of two southern rivals and a sensuous 19-year-old virgin. In oh. a world. In a world. A 19-year-old virgin. Yeah. God damn, at least fucking uh, Hard Candy was a 14-year-old virgin. <laughs> and yeah. this is written uh, This is written by Tennessee Williams. So yeah. Oh, uh, who's that? I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, that's it for us. He wrestled um, for uh, Nick Goulas. Uh, thanks to everybody that fed us back. Check out Podcast yeah, yeah. Without Honor and Humanity. Check None. out Freaking Awesome Network. Freakin'. Check out whatever Cody's projects are. Sorry, buddy. I don't know if you have any. Um, and check out Hamacus. Hamacus. Cody, um, Cody, Cody. And, and Is that his, was that the first time he's ever called? That was the first time, yeah. Awesome. So, Thank yeah. you, dude. Thank you. And, um, yeah, check out Gentleman's Guide to thank Sammy to call, for calling in, too. So. Fuck. <laughs> Can't fool me. Oh, and Statham. Thanks, Statham, for calling in. Um, no, no, no. Don't even. I really like Crunk. So that's my favorite movie. Uh, so, yeah, turn, tune in next week for our reviews of Black Snake Moan and Baby Doll. Uh, you can always send us feedback at 206-339-1600 or silvergoldpodcast at gmail.com. Find our website, silvaandgold.com. Find our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash silvaandgold. I need to pick a winner for the illustration contest, and I think I know Well, the fuckers never send in their goddamn addresses, so it doesn't matter if we have contests or not. We'll just keep all the swag. Yeah. I'm send in your addresses. You won a fucking contest, motherfucker. <laughs> the veggie burger is awesome. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> um... Yeah, so that's 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 about it. Tom, do you have anything else? Do 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 yeah. No. <laughs> Until next week. This is Loaf. Tom. Bye.